The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson, and uh, joining me on the podcast, I'm I'm talking like this for a reason. I'm about to explain, but I'm going to introduce our guest first. It's uh, guest Charlie Gareth Reynolds. How are you, Gareth? Reynolds? Hi, Will. Hi, everybody. Like, I, can you hear me? Because I can hear me fine. Because I've got headphones well, in. But if I you, talk, yeah, no, I can hear you. You can hear me, okay? Yeah, I hear. I mean, I'm I'm like nervous. I have like I'm on like vocal thin ice. No, I mean. <laughs> This is the thing. It's a bit late at night because you are working at the yeah. moment, young man. Yes. You're working very hard yes. on a project. Yes. And uh, it's just a lot of late nights. Yes. So we had to... So when you asked if I was available, I always want to do one. And uh, this one was going to be when I was done. I finished at about 10. Right. So, And now because... Oh, see, I'm already doing it. I'm getting loud, but yeah, uh, now we, we can get loud. <laughs> okay, know, yeah. see, well, here's the thing. I, <laughs> here's the thing. I don't. I don't know this what this is. A whisper file. I don't know what the amount of loud we're allowed to be is. Like, so here's the I thing. I think we have to be good here. I mean, it's late at night. It's late at night. Well, I mean, it's not that. I mean, yeah, but I know this, I, this feels like like you would have your TV this loud, right? Yeah, actually, you're right. Right? I, I would have this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's absolutely right. All right. right. Here we go. In can fact, I, can I get to here? In fact, you know what? I reckon I watched Game of Thrones last and night. And you at, pass out sometimes, Game, right? Game of Thrones. Yeah. And was it this? Yeah. Game yeah. of Thrones was definitely oh, at this. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I feel better now. Yeah. As long as you don't get above. Bah, 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 no, bah, no, no, no. You will bah, have to warn me. My it. dad. Yeah. My dad like has no idea of his levels of his voice. And like people tell me all the time that I'm shouting when I'm just trying to have a conversation, but my, I see it in my dad. So, but one of my, you know, one of the things I try to avoid is not just shouting for no reason, like in a restaurant. You know, like if I get excited about a bit, I start shouting it. Yeah. So well, this is this is. I mean, we're going in the bit pool. Yeah. Well, so. That, so I guess that was what I was getting at with my my, my settings. Because what I was going to say is it's like singing um, uh, Take On Me by AHA at mm-hmm. karaoke. Mm-hmm. The, the, <laughs> Save you know yourself. You've got to set it at 11. Save level. a level. So when you need that extra bit. These go to 11. Yeah. These go to 11. Yeah, okay. exactly. Right. So yeah. That, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You know. And I get it. We don't need to tone down the comedy. <laughs> this is such a funny thing to start with. I feel like... I feel like I'm somebody who's breaking to the comedians that there's actually yeah. a uh, family-friendly show at yeah, five in right. the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And it's like, hey, guys. Um, hey, guys. Uh, well, so you can do jackass. Yeah. That's about as bad as the swearing can get tonight. Uh, yeah. There's a bunch of people brought kids. And that is the thing they always drop on you. 
as soon as you know 20 minutes before it starts right cool all right so we'll light you and uh was there anything else? oh you get a free meal and um oh right sorry it's gotta be clean uh still need 40 minutes but it's gotta be uh no cuss words yeah uh some and mormons in there tonight so. no pro science <laughs> okay so <laughs> guys guys <laughs> it is and then i had one time a guy at a club out here like say you know work clean and i didn't know until right before and uh and i did and then after this is i mean this is years ago but then he he was like yeah no, 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 it didn't do it for me and i was like well yeah because you were like trim your material down 68 <laughs> percent it's interesting to me that um say jerry seinfeld's just been in australia and uh, heaps of my friends went and saw Jerry Seinfeld. And He's they an said, Australian comedian? Yeah. Okay. Do you know him? Jerry. Mm. G. Oh, is he the, what's this all about <laughs> yeah. guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, That's I know right. him. I know him. I know him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so what's this all about? Why is the pharmacist got to be a foot higher? What's this all about? What is this all about? What is this all about? Be great if they just found out there was just another guy who, like, had been in America, had like seen it. Well, okay. So here's the thing: in Australia, there was this guy called Steve Vizard, and he had this like Tonight Show, Tonight Live with Steve Vizard. Okay. And it was just Letterman. Good title. It was just Letterman. Oh, so he, right. like it was literally just the David Letterman show, in that he had somebody who looked like. Um, what was the Paul Schaefer? Yeah, Paul Schaefer. Yeah, so he was even called Paul. It no. was like Count Paul Grabowski or something, right? <laughs> Paul Schaefer ish. Doing the same sort of thing. Looking right. for a Paul Schaefer type. <laughs> Tonight's top 11. He had a top seven. <laughs> oh my God. What? He had, he had a top seven. <laughs> oh my God. But here is what even, even better than that. <laughs> like uh, Elle McPherson uh, goes on his show oh. and talks about this guy in America who has been ripping off his show. What? Good Lord. Yes. Leave it to so. Sweet L too. Anyway, Steve Visar was later uh, sent to prison for some sort of Wall Street style, you know. So he stopped doing his letterman eventually. Yeah. Yeah. He made heaps of money. He's back out now. Well, that's the problem. He's back in the community. That People seem to have forgiven him. What, I'm indifferent. What did he do? Just white collar shit? It was yeah, but you know, but white collar shit has its victims Sorry, as well. I didn't mean to say just. He kind of like I mean, it involved cheating people. Like that sort of stuff involves yeah. you know, and it was about well, money and stuff. The, the reason why I, mean, I, I don't know the details, but well, the the reason why that stuff is like stuff you don't you can't pay attention to as much is because if you can't see that like the damage, it's so much harder. For us to process and get angry about it. Well, well the other thing was, uh, this is kind like it, of... Like with what's happened in Charlottesville. Mm. Like if you just heard about that, it'd be terrible. It would totally be a right. tragedy. But it's that you saw it and you were like, oh shit, that is... F that's crazy. Sorry, I cut you off. Okay. Well, I, I want to talk about what you just mentioned those. But okay, I'll give you the brief... Just before we jump into that. Sure, sure. I'll give you the kind of brief... Before we get into the uplifting stuff. Wait, okay, here's the thing I would say. 
is you know when you have been paying some attention to something but not enough attention to something to know what's going on? Yeah. So say, for example, with this guy, Steve Vizard, I paid a lot of attention to him when he was like this big comedy star hosting this Tonight Show. I thought he was very funny. He was also on this sketch comedy show. He did some very funny characters. Sure. I would say at that stage... I was his very, David Letterman. Yeah. But, but on... Yeah. <laughs> his yeah. Seinfeld. There was his, <laughs> his... What's this all about? Jerry with the G. <laughs> Jerry with the G. And there's no I in Seinfeld. <laughs> it's S-I-G-N. <laughs> He's always holding a sign. Yeah, yeah, his he's name. Got a sign, yeah. <laughs> That's his show. His show is <laughs> No, it's on a it's on a didgeridoo. Well <laughs> oh, tell you, Elaine. Bloody rubbish, isn't it? What's this all about? This little plastic thing in the middle of the pizza box. What's this all about? <laughs> <laughs> Cremo Okay, so Paid a lot of attention to him then Then whatever happened with his sort of Business career stuff that went badly I kind of knew it was happening But I was like, ah oh, Well, whatever that is That seems like a thing that makes me not interested in him anymore Right But it was also because, to be honest He kind of gone away and he wasn't doing anything that would have made me interested in him anymore, right? right? I didn't really check in on like why it was or what happened. It, it seemed like at the time from someone who wasn't paying a lot of attention that it was serious enough, you know, serious enough they had to like, you know, pay for the crimes, you know. Right. Um, but since then, in the meantime, while I haven't been paying attention and I'm not really sure how it's happened, it seems like Australia's forgiven him and everything's fine. Now he seems to be like a panelist on the project and stuff right. and like guesting on people's emergence. comedy shows. Right. And like, it feels right. like I was like, right. I just one day turned on the TV and saw him like in three different things. And I was like, ah, oh, Australia forgave him while I was away. I, I think, I, I think, I think that's going to happen here with OJ. I think in like eight years, oh, like celebrity no jeopardy will no be like, Jay, oh, no. Orenthal. No way. <laughs> I mean, dude, he had a big couple years. He, he became so relevant so quickly again. I mean, I guess the thing is, I guess we do celebrate people who have killed people and whatever, right? Right. I mean, uh, well, Chris Brown, okay, let's see what we have on the, the public record that we will tolerate in forgiving celebrities. Right. Like, People forgave or at least looked the other way or pretended there wasn't enough evidence on Michael Jackson because they liked his music enough, yep. right? Yep. Um, Chris Brown, like on the record, documented like, you know, you know domestic violence, Beat, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I would like severe. Right. Yeah. Terribly so. Yeah. And people, so, people seem fine people that he's... No, yeah. Around I still. I think he did a gum commercial like a year ago. And I mean, there'd be a myriad of those sort of things and, and way down the chain. And like, I'm not going to point the fucking finger. That I'm sure that there are times in my life where, you know, I've fucking not behaved in ways that I sh- should have behaved better. Do you know what still, I mean? Like, but it's it's not consistent either. Like, you're, no, you're well, that's nice what I mean. Guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this is the point I'm like saying is the like, the consistency. Yeah, right, right. Right. How many times do they go yeah. back to the well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The consistency <laughs> yeah. or the degree or the fact that they can maybe never go back to the well again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the place yeah, you're yeah. no longer. The well has a restraining rope. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, whatever happened, people are fine. He seems to be back and 
yeah. and people forgave, and maybe that's an okay thing, right? But with OJ, OJ, this, yeah. but but America's standards have, like, we're it is wow. it is at the point now where you can't, I you can't predict it. Um, like we are definitely at the point where um, anything goes, <laughs> you know. I mean, and this goes for I, like if if the top if the angel on our Christmas tree is uh, a lump of shit, yeah, and you know. Well, I guess you're right. Like, I mean, the point is we we live in a world. I I, I overlook the most obvious of all markers, which is that the leader of the free world yeah. uh, is a guy who got elected after being on the public record. You know, saying things like Mexicans were rapists yeah. or that, like, you know, that he liked to, you know, sexually assault women or, you know, all these things, not like... Well, and this, know, and, yeah. And got elected, but then now, like, you know, is literally just on the record, like, you know, essentially, you know, endorsing the action of Nazis and neo-Nazis yeah. and white supremacists and stuff. Like, all the evidence you need is... You know, that, I think I'm there. gonna, I think, like... It's you know those little uh, sweet like gifs or fucking memes where people will be like, uh, England, we're gonna leave the European Union. America, hold my beer. You know those ones. We should yes. do one that is Trump. Uh, Mexicans are rapists and murderers. Some bad home rays. Trump, hold my beer. <laughs> like he's he's outdone his own craziness. Yeah. With with what he's I mean today at work. Uh, it's it, like I'm, his life. Is like the fun, you know, uh, do you know the Christopher Nolan movie The Prestige? Uh, <laughs> have we talked about this? No, before? we have. I mean, I don't. Well, shit, we never know. But I don't think we have. I, but I've seen a little bit of it. But I've, I mean, uh, have I, you only seen a little bit of yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, dear God, Gareth, you love Nolan. I love Nolan, but I love The Prestige. That's it's one of his. Uh, it's one of his best. It's the it, undiscovered gem. Yeah. I mean, the movie is about the movie. It's in the form of the movie, anyway. Whatever. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers for it. There's just some times in his movies where I'm like, wait, what? Okay, anyway. <laughs> you don't want to do this? I'm about to explain the ending of this movie to you. Okay. So spoilers firstly to anyone who doesn't want the end of the prestige spoil. Okay. Uh, secondly, I'm going to do a bad job of explaining it. but all, all, all <laughs> I mean, Will, give me the hard sell. So, essentially, there's two different magicians. Right? Okay, I'm, I'm pretty well. It's Christian Bale and... Okay. Uh, I'll give you the gist. Okay. So, uh, Christian Bale, this is <laughs> this is my new podcast where this I is, just you, you give should, people the gist of movies. Yeah, you, well, this is the, called the prestige-ish. <laughs> okay. So, there's two competing magicians uh-huh. of the time. Uh, like, one's, you know, a bit more sort of, you know, workmanlike and studied and gritty and whatever. And one's a bit more sort of, you know, sort of toffee and, you know, prestigious. And they're magicians. And, and they're, <laughs> and they're magicians. So, one of them's kind of the gruff street thug yes yeah is this your card it better be magician (laughs) and the other ones doves in the coat i was trained in france (laughs) yes right okay so the first one is christian (laughs) Bale, and the second one's hugh jackman (laughs) oh god okay oh that's right interesting well okay so i know who's who (laughs) right so Uh so uh they're the two kind of competing uh, magicians like you know it's more complicated than that but let's give that the gist sure and then they're competing Sure. And then one of them's uh, wife... Who ta-dahs the hardest? One of them's wife died. Which oh. one's wife died? She ta-died? One of, them, one of them's wife died... Uh, um, oh, boy. You know what? Here we go. Prestige machine uh, yeah. time. I, it, because <laughs> it's, it's going to be more fun for me to revisit it if I actually have the actual so, plot in front of me. So. Okay. 
Well, this is unfair. What do you mean? <laughs> well, now you're, I mean, now you're, oh, well, now you're is, cheating. The, well, no, actually, I'm never doing this again, Dave. This is not a new podcast where like, I just read out the plots of movies to Gareth that right. he hasn't seen. <laughs> <laughs> to my friend. Where I read out the plots of movies to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the movie will be. <laughs> Dave, what do you mean you think it's too close? It's totally different. What? It's called the mollop. The mollop is totally different, dude. It's the mollop. It's the mollop. Come on. We actually would love to have you on. You would be great if you did some of the research for the movies, too, because Will and I are just, we're not getting a lot of this together at all. <laughs> We've done the prestige ones three times. And we're not getting it. <laughs> we have like tons of art from Fosdyke. Well, that was the first three weeks where it was actually called the Nolop, and we were only going to do Christian <laughs> Christopher Nolan the Nolop. movies. <laughs> this is the Nolop. You know, I think we're going to run out. Yeah, he well, hasn't made enough movies. Right. Well, he's made sustain. he's made a heap, but you've seen most of them. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, it's true. That's not going to work. No. Ah, shit. <laughs> All right, here okay. we go. <laughs> the prestige. <laughs> the nollop. <laughs> All right, plot. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, in 1890s London... Oh, boy. Magician Robert Angier performs his trick, The Real Transported Man, to a sold-out theatre. Rival, rival magician Alfred Borden sneaks under the stage... At the trick's culmination, Angier drops through the trapdoor and into a waiting water tank where Borden watches him drown. At Borden's murder trial, Angier's... In, in, I don't know. He's... Uh, You're filling the Dave roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some word. Some magic word. Right. Uh, John Cutter testifies how Borden pushed the water tank under the trapdoor to catch and kill Angier during his new transported man trick. In prison, Borden is visited by an agent of the Lord Cadlow who offers to care for... for this is more complicated than I thought it was going to be, to be honest with on? you. All right. Okay. Well, I think wait, my okay. version was going to be better. Okay. I like... Let's go back. Yeah, this was... <laughs> okay. It's a little, little detail That's there. That's the other thing on the mollop. We're not crazy about the details. <laughs> this podcast could be five minutes. It could be 25 minutes. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. I just wanted to but see... But I remember that from the preview. So he like... Right. He Okay. So the Hugh Jackman one drops into this tank and the Christian Bale one goes to jail because he thinks he killed the Hugh Jackman one. Yeah, I, oh, see now I, I've seen this movie heaps too. This is the genius of Christopher Nolan. This is why I enjoy yeah. the movie so much. Right. Is because I watch them, and then in the meantime, in between when I watch them, I'm like, "How did that movie work? What again? the hell was that? That doesn't. Hang on. Wait a minute. Sure I should that, watch it again to make sure, sure this it's good. does make sense. Oh, it sense. is good. Uh, it is good. Wait a minute. I think I should watch it again. Yeah. Oh, it's terrific. You know what? Wait a the minute. funniest thing that, about what you're saying is I can't wait. No. That was fun, right? I think that was just a door closing, right? Was it my door closing? Did no. I lift the door open? No, no, no. No, I closed an, your door. No, it was another apartment door yeah. closing. Yeah. <laughs> this so is the world that we're living in. I'm so paranoid. <laughs> No, I think we're all right. I think we're all don't, right. Don't lower your tone because of an incidental door. Yeah, we're in good volume. I'm having fun. 
Wait, okay. So wait. Are we bailing on the prestige? <laughs> Are you going to finish? All right. I'll give it one more go. Okay. It's just very complicated. Well, yeah, but... No, right. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to try to explain. Okay, okay. Two competing magicians. Right. Compete, 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 compete. Okay. One of them's wife dies okay. in a trick. Okay. And then they... Okay. One of them has a trick. And then... Uh, so, uh, Christian Bale has a trick. And it's like this one where like one of them goes into a box. So, there's two boxes on the stage... And like one of them goes into the box and they like bounce a ball and then they go in, like they pop out the other box. Like, so it's you like, like it's, catches the ball. It's called the like transported man or something. Okay, right? right. Like, okay. So this is the big trick. Okay. Right. And so like, and Hugh Jackman can't work out how old mate Christian Bale is doing this trick. Okay. Like, you know, because they've like, there's just no possible way for this trick to happen in right. the, like amount of time and the space and the blah, blah, blah. Like it's just an important... Well, this is before magic technology was where it is today. Well, I mean, yeah. in this movie, it seems that magic technology was quite advanced. But from what I've seen, yeah, there's yeah. like electrical storms. You're like, what? Michael Caine is playing Alfred from the Batman movies. Of course. But just with... He's, he's got the exact same skills. Right. Like literally the exact same skills. Like he's playing the exact same role. He's essentially the Alfred. So he's right. like, here's all the shit you need to know and blah, blah, blah. Right. And to also understand the movie. Right. Like, 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 right, that's his job. Yeah, yeah. Some plot, Master Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plot point, Christian Bale. <laughs> so, um, old mate Michael came. Okay. Uh, he, uh, um, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jackman's really mad okay. that um, now this has turned into drunk history. Now yeah. someone else is going to see me. <laughs> You're going to be sued by two different people in the one story. Dave and Drunk History. <laughs> and probably Christopher Nolan. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And Wikipedia. Well, he's not into the Nollop. I'll be the first person banned from Wikipedia yeah. just from reading it. Yeah. We, we prefer you no longer what? read our website. Christopher Nolan specifically asked for this. Yeah. What? But I love him. Christopher Nolan <laughs> has threatened. Because, like, he could do that. Yeah. He's big enough, right? I answer me this. Is Christopher Nolan big enough that if he got mad about hearing this and he was just like, I'm so sick of this guy saying he loves my movies and then he can't even explain the fucking movies. Like, this fucking idiot, you know what? I'm going to get, like, I'm going to get re- reach out to Wikipedia and ask them for a favor. He'd get that done. when Absolutely. Yeah. Without question. I mean, think of what, uh, there's no doubt. Any, what, yeah, for sure. Christopher Nolan is going to, he probably doesn't even need to reach out. Someone's just like, it's probably Michael Caine. Christopher's upset. Uh, that's with the Wikipedia. That's Michael Caine's role at all yeah. times. Yeah, at all time. yeah, every yeah. time. That's why he just, he's Alfred, right? <laughs> all the time. In fact, he doesn't actually play it in the movies. No. Sometimes he just wanders. He has on another the set filming. <laughs> just some days, Christopher Nolan asks him to call him Master Wayne. All right, whatever well, you want, Master Wayne. No problem, Master Wayne. The thing I love about that is that Michael Caine is on the record about the fact that he's often just chosen roles based on the fact that like he was offered a lot of money or is in a really good location. Like yeah. he's he said that. He said like he would do like one for himself, like just one to pay, you know, his bills and one for blah blah blah. Yeah, and one because like, he's like right? yeah, he just wants to go to Hawaii. So is it beyond okay, here's my second question okay. I ask you. Is it beyond the realms of possibility that if Christopher <laughs> Nolan, like say Christopher Nolan and one of his mates 
and had some magic mushrooms. They've gone out into the desert, right? Uh-huh. And they've got some mushrooms or something, and they're like, they're just chilling. They're trying to kind of connect with the universe. Oh, it's, yeah. him. it's him and his brother. Okay. So it's Christopher Nolan. It's the Nollies. Yeah, the Jonathan Nolan. Right. And they get along well, despite the fact that they've had like, you know, I mean, obviously one's been more successful than the other, but they've Which both one? been very successful. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, and they're cool with it. Like other people try to pit them against each other, but to be honest, they've maintained their friendship and their relationship. They're right taking mushrooms it, so. together. I mean, they know some shit might come up, though. Yeah, you know, they're those sort of guys. Either way, man, uh, well, that's they, what you're there for. They, that is what they're there for. Yeah, and they know it's what they're there for. Yeah. right. You know, right. that's part of the reason. So they're they've tri- come. they're tripping their nollies off. Yeah, exactly. And so. one of the Nolans looks to the other <laughs> and goes, "Fuck, man, I'm so thirsty, dude. You know, it'd be amazing." <laughs> Why don't we, because you know how Michael's always saying, Michael Caine, you know how he's always saying that he just wants the money and he wants a good location? Let's bring him out to the island for a year, pay him $8 million, and he just has to be Alfred for us, and he gets Sundays off. Oh, dude, yes, yes. And then the next day, is that a good idea? I think it is still. I think it still is a good idea. Hello? <laughs> Seven million. I mean, well, I mean, the day after coming off mushrooms in the desert <laughs> yeah. is the sort of time we're selling you the idea that you could have a butler on hand at all times <laughs> oh, yeah. to assist you. Yeah. Make it eight million, see if you can yeah. come today. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, yeah. I'm supposed to have a dinner, but I suppose we could. <laughs> all right, Master Wayne. No, you don't need to do the Master Wayne thing this time. All right, Christopher Allen. He totally would, man. He just gets in, has to, he drops his luggage off, has to get to work right away. But the other thing would like be, some pizzas. just be really great if, like, and, and it just wasn't explained. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. if it was just, like, Michael Caine just went away. Yeah. You know? Nobody's heard from Michael Caine in three years. Michael Caine was really hot. He was in every movie. We caught up with Michael Caine in a Bahamian <laughs> island. No, he's fine. I've got to go. I can't keep doing these interviews. Master Wayne needs me. <laughs> Christopher Nolan. Sorry. Force of habit. <laughs> or, or, or he's away for Making like... Making gumbo. Christopher Nolan keeps it on the down low, you know, because he's like, you know, he, he knows yeah, that even though... it's he, weird. He knows it's weird, even though he enjoys it. He knows it's weird. He was born of mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he can tell like... A, he tells like four people. Right. Can't you swear to Just, God? You swear to God. And like, and to be honest... Most of the time, he just lets him be Michael Caine. Yeah. It's just occasionally yeah. if they're like having a party or like someone over. Or yeah. it's like, no, they're having a bonfire on a private beach. Right. And he's like, hey, will you go get a bunch just, more beer? Yeah. I of the house, but <laughs> all right. How far I go, Master Wayne? Stop. Hey, go, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's what it is. Yeah. You know what he is? He's turtle. <laughs> 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 They're hammered. We're gonna call you Turtle from now on. All right. <laughs> he just knows he's getting eight million dollars. Whatever you need, <laughs> jump over the fire, Alfred. All right. <laughs> he's gotta do everything. 
Chase this frisbee like a dog. All right. Go turtle. All right. I almost got that, Master Wayne. <laughs> Why would you leave the island? Maybe that's how they come up with the idea. So when they're on the mushrooms, they're like pitching ideas. They're pitching like, you know, uh, you know things they can sort of, um, you know, make into... <laughs> pitching? What's to each other? I, mean. I know, I know, but I know. But the idea that they're in a room <laughs> pitching. We're know. ideating. I didn't I meant more like uh brainstorming. Yeah, spitballing. spitballing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I get you. No, I'm just picturing the two of them. Like, should we? I don't know. I'm worried about his hip. <laughs> yeah, should we? I don't know. I mean, the only problem is that he gets so tired at 530. Dude, we are paying him $8 million a year. He's in. Well, this is what I was saying. They might have been high. They might have been going, we love Entourage. Maybe we could do like a movie reboot of Entourage. And because they were always like, we put Michael Caine in everything. They think, oh, he'd be great for a turtle. We'll right. do like an older take on turtle. And then they go, Tortoise. or we could just do that in our real lives. I feel like that's how they got to, we should have him as our real life Alfred. Hey, uh, Michael, we got you a tracksuit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's just got to do whatever. Or is it a TV show, if it like ever goes a bit sour for him, just called Real Life Alfred, Here's, where uh, Michael Caine will come to your workplace or, you know, situation that needs Alfreding, <laughs> and he will Alfred Michael, it. Michael Caine is so ready for this career move. <laughs> Michael Caine, do it. <laughs> and he just goes to your work and look. It's like Undercover Boss, but he's not undercover. Oh, it's like, you know, what's the bar rescue? Except he's not actually qualified. Well, I was thinking we could uh, put a snooker table in the back. Nobody plays snooker in Las Vegas, Michael. Well, look, I'm underqualified for this. What is this exactly? They come and see it. The name of the new bar. The unveiling of the name of the new bar. Batman's? Yeah. It's an Alfred-themed bar. What? Oh, my God. This is worse than before. Well, don't think we can use any of that. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, so, anyway, two competing magicians. Let me tell you why I love doing this podcast. Because there are so many times when we go like Dante's Inferno deep in a topic where I forget when it's going to get brought back. Sorry, go ahead. And that was another layer. Go ahead. Uh, we'll definitely miss some on the way back. Oh, uh, for sure. This is like You and I take a different route home. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we take the freeway here, but on the ride back, we, we go rural. Yeah, it's like an in inception if they went one, two, three, four down, but on the way back, they're just like, let's do it in the opposite way. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll jump there's around. a couple more layers yeah. and we can get there this way. Yeah. We'll avoid the traffic. <laughs> It's nicer too. It's nicer. You Slow know? ride. It's the weekend. We're just like, you know what? Hey, where are we going again? You know what? We're just going for a drive anyway. What are we rushing home? Shall for? I drive, Master Wayne? What Quiet. are we going? <laughs> of course he's there. Okay, wait, wait. Okay, so keep going. Okay, so. <laughs> so Christian Bale uh-huh. has this trick. Uh, right. And uh, Hugh Jackman really wants to know um, how the trick works. Sure. And it's, it's just got to be magic. But they don't believe in magic. But Hugh right. Jackman goes and meets Tesla and 
Tesla teaches him about something and he's, Tesla against him. This is where the electricity and storm. And that's David Bowie's Tesla. Oh, wow. And, um, and there's, then there's a magic box. And so then suddenly Hugh Jackman has his version of the transported man as well. Okay, right. Okay. okay. So that's essentially your, your gist of what's going on here. Okay. And they're both allegedly doing it in different ways. So it turns out that um, uh, Christian Bale, and this is big spoilers, if you've stuck with it this far, you feel I mean, like... If you haven't watched it now. But also if, yeah, I mean, I'm literally going to watch it the minute you leave the house tonight. <laughs> no. But, Based on the fact that I couldn't remember this amazing film. I can't wait. So I love having you here, but I can't wait for you to live. That's what I'm thinking. You know, that's the vibe I like to give off. I get that from a lot of people. Good seeing you. Yeah. Like, a lot of those at like 8.30. Yeah. 8.30. Good yeah, to see Yeah, cut to me half an hour from yeah, now yeah. with like the television on much louder so than I let. So loud. Yeah. Pass out 3.30 mistakes. in the morning. Snoring. Snoring. <laughs> Anything else, Master Vine? <laughs> oh, yeah, because before bed, I've like tried to actually order myself an Alfred. And, right. And I'm in LA. I probably yeah. could. You know, yeah, you could yeah, probably. Sure. Like, I'm yeah. Postmates or something, right? Yeah. Uh, hello, I'm Alfred. Well, that's really. Dude. I guess that's what you're actually saying. That's your app, right? Alfred's. Right? Yes. And it's like, it's a bunch of people Alfreds. that will come to your house and they the... perform any of the myriad of duties. Okay. It's kind of like, you know, like handyman services that'll have like, a, in Australia, they have like gyms mowing or whatever, or like hire a hubby. And it's sort of a range of like handyman services. It's How... kind of like, it's your Alfred. How, uh, but truly, an app where you get a butler, like right. eight hour shift, hundred bucks, you get a butler. I mean, right? Yeah, and he's dressed like a butler, and very polite. But I reckon, and you should, could order an but Alfred I reckon he for like do, another fifty. But I reckon he should do the voice. Yeah. I reckon it should have to be the Michael Caine Alfred. <laughs> but, but after my experience with kids' birthday parties, what you're going to get is going to be so disappointing. <laughs> maybe in a good way, but the odds of you being like, "This guy's really good," not good. No, no, we're going to pay Alfreds really well. Okay, so these are we're, we're talking about. I mean, like seven-year-old men. Yeah, but you know what the thing is, mate? This is a fucking startup, and this is how this yeah. is going to happen. Okay, we're going to get a lot of heat about our Alfreds it's really early on. We are going to get a lot of turnover. We are going to get a lot of funding because yeah. here's what we're going to tap into: yeah. we're going to tap into a market which is the elderly who are looking for jobs, but there are not many jobs for the elderly in the workforce. So, firstly, we're putting <laughs> the elderly to work. We're putting them to work in a capacity where it takes time and energy off the people who have so many demands in their yeah. lives these days with the work-life I, balance. For sure, and those. hours and energy go back into their families and into the economy in return here's what we get we get a small amount of the fee but most of it actually goes to the older people we're getting a lot of independent funding because people love this model they love the way that we're revolutionizing society you know what we're getting a lot more funding sure we're not making a lot of profit at the moment but we're getting a lot more funding and at the moment we have value we're rocketing up the market there are some huge people getting involved in the company right now again we're not making a lot of profit but we're paying everybody really well and this is all just going to be fine and then i'm just going to sell out and fuck you all so so I've I've listened to the dollop I'm in I'm in I've listened to the dollop Like a serial killer Listens to my favourite murder (laughs) Well you'll get on there Taking notes of not You know what I mean Like it's like Well here's what you avoid It's fair Pretty simple I also It it is uh, Invent a really good idea 
inflate it like in a way that it can never be sustainable right get everybody super 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 excited about it in a way they could never be because it's not really sustainable and then fucking get out of it before everybody reveals that it's not actually sustainable and you start fucking cutting the service or you know cutting mm. the way it's doing or like you know doesn't sound like america no. doesn't sound like america will they keep fucking up good things. Like, like that's what? The, name one thing America's fucked up. Well, it's not just America though, because the thing about it, like you know, well, the dollop. I heard, like you know, I listened to the Uber episodes of the dollop, and mm-hmm. like a lot of those arguments and things, I had, you know, already myself, you know, kind of struggled with because yeah. it's a classic example of something. Because um, in Australia, in particular, there's not even an option of a rideshare service. So if you were a sort of person who were like, well, wait, I, you have you have Uber in Australia. We have Uber, but we don't have like a, another option. Oh, we don't, okay, we, right, you, right. We you don't, don't have, have a Lyft, Lyft or right, whatever, right? right. Okay. So if you're the sort of person who's going, I'm going to differentiate between like Uber and Lyft as companies, there would be some people who go, well, I don't differentiate because they're both, you know, unlicensed, blah blah blah, right. who are not, you know, ripping jobs <laughs> out of taxi drivers' hands. This is just one of those situations in life. Where taxi drivers just let it get so fucking terrible that all of society has been willing to look the other way at that market just being completely deregulated and totally. people getting fucked. Because we all just got to the point where we were so frustrated. They were just like, you know what? I know all the reasons that this is shitty, but it's still better than the other thing. Well, it's it's almost like Blockbuster. Like... Um, did you have Blockbuster in Australia? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like Blockbuster. It's like a, 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 a business that wouldn't pay attention to frustration that was coming from their monopoly and what it was kind of directly doing to consumers as far as, I mean, how much it cost, her, like all that stuff. I mean, it just used to cost a lot less to get a movie and shit like that, you know. And then <clears throat> Netflix comes along. They pay no attention. They don't try to compensate by making their business better more efficient and they don't do it in time and then there's something that is so much simpler and overall a better experience while there's tremendous downside that we don't see you still are i mean it's just a better service i mean you get picked up at the airport in like four minutes the dude knows where you're going you don't have to pay how have cabs not gotten that down now i mean i in a way that is representative of of close to what taxis were I mean, some of them are obviously giving it a go. And like, obviously, over the years, there's been some... I've had some great taxi drivers over the years. It's yeah, not like... but it's, it's a, a crapshoot. Right. The business is such a bigger crapshoot. I, I and the problem for the good ones is that the ones who are terrible leave you with such a bad experience yeah. that it taints all the times where you actually had yeah. good or adequate like you know, rides that you wouldn't it complain takes... about. Ex- ex- because, but you, then when you have these really terrible experiences... My my brother and I were going to go shoot pool right before Uber started. And again, like you said, like you learn about Uber and you're like, oh, obviously any other option is better than Uber. <laughs> but I had a cab cancel on me like three times. And like my brother's like two kids. So like if he's out of the house, that's limited, you know, and uh, they canceled three times. And so it took over an hour and a half to get where I was going. And I was just like, I don't know what to, I mean, I should have just driven like I should have driven and had beers. Like, that's the option you're left with. Well, I've gone back to cabs. Um, you have? Well... Because you have no option. Well, partly... but Well, mostly, to be honest, because I've had this, like, terrible back complaint for, like, a couple of months now. Yeah. And it's been easy for me to guarantee that I would have, like... I, I, you can order, like, a van from a cab yeah, company. Yeah. 
which is like the best thing for me to have that I, so I can at least try to stretch out and, you know, not be in terrible pain. Like getting jammed in a little taxi or a little car is just yeah a nightmare. A nightmare. Yeah. So um, I've toyed with the idea that the best way to drive around uh, would be in the back of a limousine. Yeah. Uh, in the, you know. You should get uh, the new Alfred app. In the, where it's spring break sort of pose. Like my head right. popped out the sunroof okay. vibe. Because so like, wait, you, you need, you need mannequin status. Yeah. Right. That, okay. That's what I need. Right. Okay. That's exactly what I need. <laughs> you need poking out of the sunroof. Yeah. Yeah. I need to be weekend at Bernie's around town. Wow. That is the best. That really would be the best. Yeah, it really would. Because like, I, well, I caught the train. <laughs> so the other day I had a whole bunch of meetings. And so basically the way my day was working, there was like three separate, um, you know, meetings. And they're all really great meetings. Yeah. And they kind of progressively took me away from my house to uh, Santa Monica. So during the day, I walked a lot, like in a way that freaks out people in well, LA dude, meetings. Well, you walked home from Dum Dum, uh, whatever weekend it was, and that was how many miles is that? Ten. Well, it took me 15? like it took me over two hours <laughs> to get to walk back. Yeah, from that, but. But that's still better. I mean, I know, I, it's yeah. not like I enjoy. I know, I know, like, I, I don't know. Want, I do not want to walk know, for two hours. Know, but it's my feet hurt from walking. Yeah. But it's still better than me sitting down or trying to get in a cab. But so the other you day, you know, you're doing something no one in LA has ever done, walked. which is walked the city. I mean, seriously, Truly. people look at like homeless. You're people. You're the Forrest Gump of LA. Homeless people have been looking at me like they want to give me money yeah. and advice. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, dude, you don't have to. The best bit about this job is you just slow down. No, no, I normally ride in limos. Hey, man, me too, man. Yeah. Here, have a sandwich, man. No, I don't need a sandwich. Like people. And particularly because it's been warm. And it has been actually very warm walking around. But yeah. like there's shade and stuff. <clears throat> like it's not like I'm on, you know, like I can go inside or I can walk around, like I can get a drink. Right. Like yeah. I'm an adult. Yeah. And I had time between these meetings. Often too much time was probably the only thing I'd complain about. I'd often walk between one and the other and have an extra hour or whatever. Well, this time you're like a superhero. Well, see, but now I'm kind of... <laughs> I'm exploring parts of LA I hadn't mm-hmm. explored before. So I was like, I actually had, I ended up having this day where I was like, to be honest, I had like three meetings, like, you know, pitching this show mm-hmm. and they were all really enjoyable meetings. In between each of them, I had like about an hour, an hour and 10 walk between each of the meetings um, around LA on a, like a nice sunny day. Kind of ideal in a way. I explored two neighborhoods in between that like um, I hadn't been to before. I walked around UCLA and I kind of like, you know, <laughs> went to, like, you know, kind of, you know, just like poked around, ate some nice food, you know, yeah. in the middle of the day. Yeah. And like, was really relaxed from my meetings, I think, as a result of the Probably. fact that like, you know, I was doing that. But the other thing was, so that was all good and fine and dandy. But the last meeting of the day was at, um, where was it at? Like uh, maybe Amazon, I think, which is, I think Amazon's out it's in Santa, Santa Monica, Monica yeah. right? So that's where we found ourselves at the end of the day. Right. And I had a friend. Uh, well, by then I've already walked a, a very long way that day. Yep. But I'm also a very, very long way from from where I need to end up at the end of that. Yeah. Like it would be like a good solid two and a half, three hours walk like to get back home. And that's just like, it's too much. Well, right? also with traffic at that hour. But at the, yeah, well, this is... The, I'm kidding. No, but the, no, but but literally with traffic at that hour because that was a consideration because the yeah, other thing I was like, well, if I have to get in a car or a cab or whatever, I can't just be jammed in it for 
like if I'm it, 40 minutes, like if, if I knew it was going to be 10 minutes, I, I know I can handle 10 yeah. minutes, but I, I don't think I can handle 40 minutes just sitting in traffic, yeah. you know, with how I feel. So I decided to do something that's even more uh, like an LA than walking around LA, which is that I caught a train. Like I got on a train. We have those? Well, some. Where are they? Well, they're only pointed in one direction. Oh. Which it turns out is pretty much consistently as far away from my house as the place I started. Well, that's lucky. I mean, literally, (laughs) because I couldn't quite... On the maps they provide at the stations, I tried to do a bit of like, oh, well, maybe if I get from here to here, that'll be closer to like, you know, where I'm from. And essentially what I did was like go from station to station and I was on my phone app like googling how far it would like take from there to like my house just like essentially doing like the and it was just like i've been on this train for like 30 minutes and i have not got closer i don't think i've got further away from my house but i certainly have not got closer (laughs) i've lost 30 minutes i've stood up on a train (sighs) with a colorful variety of people Uh, and then what did you do walk oh no so then well then the it was late enough because I'd wasted all this extra time that uh, some of the traffic had cleared. And from where I was, yeah. I, was I just got in a cab and dealt with it. You can't be leaving anymore. <sighs> Something else. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's going to get better at some stage. It will. I mean, really, what you, like, you know, you just got to go see it fucking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've got to. I mean, well, I have been seeing people. and Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's just like it's. It felt like I was in uh, Burlington uh, on the weekend and it was, thank you to everyone who came out and saw the show. It was such a beautiful little place and um, I was walking around during the day and uh, they had this farmer's market on like right near the hotel like on the Saturday and somebody given me some, you know, medicinal marijuana. I didn't check if they were a doctor but someone gave me some. Surely they were. You're in Vermont. At a show, right? You're in Vermont. For sure. I mean, it's almost legal there. Everyone, yeah. And everyone's real cool. It is legal in Vermont, isn't well, it? Well, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. well, well, the point is, well, you it's took like, it, it's it, like yeah. legal ish. Yeah. <laughs> and about to, it's about to be very legal. Yeah. I feel like it's still in that last minute window of they've said it's going to be legal, but I'm not sure it's necessarily, but everybody's kind of acting like it just is. Right. <clears throat> Fun phase. Yeah. We went through that here. Yeah. yeah. Well, because that's what they do. They go, oh, by the way, it's, it's legal now. Uh, well, I mean, we voted that it's legal now, but it's going to be legal on January the 1st next year or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But still, the culture, the wave cracks. And then, <laughs> and the nice thing was that there were very generous people around the town who yeah. were like, you know, it's a very nice place. It was like, you know, college town. The idea. You know, on Saturday late morning, they were, on Sunday morning, they were all doing yoga in the main street, you know, uh-huh. that sort of thing. But um, this farmer's market, it, it, <clears throat> it was... Because it's all farming land and stuff around there. Yeah. So just the amount of like cheeses and like, you know, just breads and various types of breads and just samplings of like, I, I forgot because I just, I decided to like smoke this pot because it was like I had the whole day off basically yeah, yeah. and the place is tiny. Like, yeah. and all I can do because of my walk. back is walk. So I'm like, oh, well, this is perfect. It's a really nice day. You know, I'll smoke a big joint and then I'm going to wander around the, you know, farmer's market and I'm going to eat some food. Yeah. And I started 
just kind of little t- i just did like like a lap and it was like a decent like you know kind of a, a block you know with a lot of stuff going on yeah and i did like a a peruse of the whole thing first like i was doing a recce like i was casing the joint right right, right. just i do that i didn't want to like go in too hard too early on an area you don't and want then to because you're like oh this on. guy's got great strawberries right <sighs> and so then i decided that there was enough free and because it, I, it was early in the morning because like i can't sleep because my fucking back hurts <laughs> so i decided to get up early so i was like they were like, you know, there were definitely other people around, but it was like, it certainly wasn't crowded at that point. So there was a lot of people, you know, the trays were still filled with the free samples yeah. and people were still in the mood of like, you know, the idea of it's like, fun. It's Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. At that point, they're just well, happy for you to come over and have a free sample, just get a vibe going. Yeah. Like later on, if Aren't you're trying, you if you're in standing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have some cheese. Oh. So I did. I did a laugh and uh, had a whole variety of fruits and vegetables That's and cheeses. And That's what I would love to live in Vermont. I go to the Hollywood Farmer's Market every Sunday. I mean, when I don't have a job, I go like a couple times a week. But I go there every Sunday, and it's so true. It's like if you get there before 9, you not only get the best stuff, you can also walk so fast because there's not... Yeah. Like I'm not knocking people who have children and stuff. It just makes you slower as a pedestrian. So you've got people with double strollers, and there's just more people in general, and there's less stuff. But if you get there at like 9 a.m., I mean, I'm like, a, oh god, in and out in 20 minutes, just loaded with like pluots and spinach. It's whoo, will I, my nipples are hard. I I sometimes forget, <laughs> and this is another thing that you realize when, particularly because I've been up early because of the back thing. Yeah, is. The world can be really fun if you just catch it at the right time of the day. Yeah. Like, so I've had, because I've been trying to find new ways to walk my neighborhood and stuff like that. I've got a kind of few coffee shops and sort of things that I go, okay, cool. I'll walk, you know, down there and down there and I'll end up at that coffee shop and that can kind of be my reward or like, you know, right. whatever for walking down there and doing that or my, I did, like at least I've got to have some sort of mission for, yeah. for my for walking. Walk. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like literally sometimes I leave, like I'll go to the supermarket knowing I need a certain amount of stuff and I'll leave half of it because I know I'll need to go for another walk later. Oh man. So at least I'll have something like, I'll go and get the other half of that stuff <laughs> oh, man. on my second walk to the same place. Oh man. But you got to, you know, uh, inbuild some stuff. I'll have a coffee as a reward then too. But it's been, it's given me a little sense of observation of like, so I've noticed that one of the places I go to for coffee it can either be if you get it at the right time and there's no one there. It's such a fucking delightful place to get coffee. Yeah. But if you walk in there and there's like, it's busy, just turn around, go yeah. away. Just go away. Well, that's- Like some places are just like, and you're like, oh, what if you only go to that place once? Like, you know what I mean? Like so and much of our life is like, this is dude. the same place. And in half an hour different, it's it's like the it's an awesome awesome place where I all go for coffee. But if it's got people in it, I'm just like fucking burn this joint down. There there is a falafel in Toronto that my brother and I probably no joke had, uh, 18 years ago, just a random place in Toronto, and we probably <laughs> once a year, will be like you know if it's a, if it's like we're having a falafel or like someone's talking. I mean we'll just either look at each other or we'll just be like. Man, how good was that place in Toronto? We'd just be like, un- I mean, the best falafel. And we might have just caught them on a hot streak. They might be closed now. I the mean... Varmin. 
It's interesting, isn't it? Like that, but also that idea of going when something goes off. Like if you've been to a place like and they've been making the same thing forever, and you go in and you order the same thing off of the menu. And they've obviously got a new chef or they've decided to go in a new direction or whatever the fuck is happening. Or just time caught up with them and people just don't give a shit about that yeah, new shit anymore or whatever it is. Right, yeah. yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. And you're just like heartbroken. Yeah. Because you're just like... Well, that you know, what's cr- that's what's so crazy is that... I like, assume that's what it's like for my audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we need is... <laughs> Michael Caine do it. Right. Well, it looks like you've got a bit of a failing operation, haven't you? Oh, that's his slogan. Yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. Yes, I can. <laughs> All right, Michael, we haven't started rolling yet. Well, come on, let's go. And he's always holding a cane in yeah. his hand, and he's really mad about it because, like, you know, he's like, well, my name's got an eye in it. Yeah. And they're always like, come on, Michael, you know the slogan. There's no eye in cane. There's no eye in cane. All right, here we are. <laughs> And at the end of the show, he gets to decide whether he hits you with it once or not. Well, tonight, you will not be caned. Uh, I I like Uh, to think that was his one negotiation point. Yeah. He was like, he's like, I like the idea. I'm happy with the money. Michael has one note for the contract. Okay. Sure, whatever Michael wants. At the end of every episode. Uh And they're like, well, we're actually hiring you for just real life to do this well we're just calling it an episode okay <laughs> oh this is with the nolans <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh i thought this was a show okay this is no, with the nolans this is, okay this is the negotiation okay. michael's initially having okay with so the nolans. right now they're on speakerphone in a room <laughs> oh, yeah. going like did we just eat a lot of mushrooms it's three to four days later oh yeah they're like well, you know what no i reckon i think we're good i don't think it's four days later i reckon it's like they're still still day two yeah it's like the day, day two. after they, they still have the buzz on and they're like okay. let's, you know what let's just call it smoke a joint and call them. yeah let's just <laughs> you know let's smoke a joint all right and then why don't we just call him now yeah great what, you know what great because if he's not into the idea then great we don't then we can need, either we hire just, someone else or just say no more well, yeah, of this. yeah i yeah. mean maybe you know i mean like i'm just starting to think that and maybe this is the mushrooms we're enough i don't know but like i'm starting to think if it if we can't get him yeah, I mean, if we can't get him, I then kind of I, agree. I, like, I think if, if we if we don't get him, then that's the that's the universe's me, way of saying this isn't supposed to happen. Well, then you've just got a random guy like around. Yeah, right? I'm, yeah, I'm thinking. I mean, Sandler had that with Schneider, and he didn't seem to like it. No, so. okay, yeah, I agree. Kane, Kane or nothing. Yeah, can, right. like you know. Yeah. Or maybe, how would you feel if we could get the if we could get Turtle? Do you like Turtle enough? Not if we as could much. Get... No, I think because I, to me, I feel like that yeah. guy's not going to want to play ball as much. The thing yeah. with Michael is that he wants money. And he'll yeah. do anything for it. So we can really have our way with him. Yeah. Like, like I was telling you about how we can have him like uh, throw grapes in our mouths when we're yeah. just in the bed in robes. Like he'll do that. Like I feel like that turtle guy. Yeah. He's gonna sort of be like, "Yo, dude, I don't know if I sign up for you know." Whereas also, Michael will be like, "Sorry, I miss sir." Yeah, there's never a time you don't want Michael there, is there? No. Whereas there'd be plenty of times no. I don't want Turtle well, there. Well, that's what I was saying to you, too. I think yeah. we should have a little bed that we make him sleep on oh. in whichever one of our rooms oh. we want him to. Okay. And we can make a schedule for it and all that stuff. Did you say whichever our rooms? Yeah, whichever of our rooms. Do you yeah. not remember that we, the Nolan brothers, live in bunks? No, no, no. In I'm sorry. House. I consider each bunk a room. Oh, they are, actually. We yeah. did that, of course. They're so, like um, Inception. So if Exactly. Yeah, the three bunks. Right. <laughs> And then in the end, 
you know, it's, there's no bunks. That's, I don't know what the deal is. That's where they got it. Yeah. They actually got the whole plot of that movie. Just, the there they... was a third Nolan who passed away and they're like, he was the idea machine. Yeah. He was the one who wanted three beds. He was just the one who liked to sleep a lot. Yeah. He's like, he looked at that. He was like, actually, you know what? Lazy Nolan. Good idea. Yeah. They're like the seven dwarves. I feel like I've got something. All right, we've got Chris, we've got John, we've got Lazy, we've got Sneezy. This is just all of them. Whew. Uh, all right, so you've got uh, Christian Bale. Okay. Uh, magician. Right. You've got Hugh Jackman. Right. Uh, <laughs> Wife dies. <laughs> Wife dies. Right. Uh, needs to know how Christian Bale's doing his trick. Right. Tesla. The transported man. Goes to see Tesla. Right. Tesla says he's got a machine. Right. Uh, Hugh Jackman said, I'll have one of those. Thanks very much. Okay. Okay. Uh, then Hugh Jackman, he starts doing his show across the road from old mate show. Right. Everybody's like, whoa. And he's like, hey, uh, I'm also doing the trick now. I've worked it out. And Christian Bale's like, you couldn't have worked it out. Bitch. Because he knows how he does it. Right. And he's like, he couldn't have worked out how he did it. So anyway, cut to the reveal of the whole fucking thing is, you know, Christian Bale is he's twins. He's twins. That's what I was going to guess. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I should have got you to guess. But okay. anyway, he's... T- oh, well, okay. Then I'll get you to guess about well, you. I've got no idea on no, the other okay. one. Yeah. No, that, Tesla? That, that's, that's a much harder one. Yeah. <laughs> the magic of Tesla's yeah. mind. Good, good answer, though. <laughs> okay, good. Not bad. He was David Bowie. Safe. Yeah, David yeah. Bowie. Yeah. So, um, uh, okay. So, uh, Hugh Jackman, Tesla machine... Oh, okay, so uh, old mate and uh, he was twin brothers. Right, it had been hidden from everyone, okay. including their wife, and they oh. would ju- they would just tag in and out of life. Oh, Jesus. for the entire time. What? And they kind of had slightly different relationships with people and blah blah blah. And Wait, people- were they were they weren't both seeing the wife? Yeah, no, they were. They I think were tagging so. in. Uh, yeah, but one kind of wasn't into it, and one was. So boy, I reckon. Well, I mean, what must have been going on in her head? She was like, "Boy, yeah. this is one oh, booty no, motherfucker." No, she, yeah, she was getting a bit of that. She would. Yeah, there's definitely a bit of. Now you can't sleep. Oh, yeah. now you don't want to have sex. Oh, yeah. So one of them, yeah, that probably makes more. I don't know. I can't remember whose wife died. It's, yeah. it's such an important plot point, and I still can't <laughs> remember it. One blames the other. Okay. Okay. All right. If I had to guess, Hugh Jackman's wife died. <laughs> I like how you're now actively <laughs> guessing in your synopsis of The Prestige. But if I have to guess, working back from that, uh-huh. is it because Hugh Jackman hates uh, Christian Bale? So maybe it's Bale's the, wife. So maybe it's that no, maybe that oh. Jackman's wife died, and he thinks it's Bale's fault. Okay, because Bale didn't tie the knot or something properly, or it's the other way around. Okay, I believe it's over some sort of knot tying. Wait, they're tying. Wait, they're tying <laughs> knots on the Jackman wife. I mean, early on when they were all young oh. mid- magicians. Oh, that when the, the trick day. goes bad, yeah. I thought. Okay, there's sorry. Trick, they all they, know each other. And yeah, there's like, a trick okay, that gotcha, goes. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. they all know each other in a past life. Right, so trick now, goes bad. One of them blames the other. Christian Bale went to jail. Yeah. Now there's uh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. gotcha. Okay. So, um, all right. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So, so, ja- So now. Jackman is questioning whether or not the right Bale brother went to jail for the potential well, murder well, of. Yeah, well, all that kind of okay. sorts itself but anyway, out. How does Jackman? But the, do the it? most, yeah, the most interesting bit is like, okay, we've now revealed how Christian Bale's been doing this it. This is the mala, and that's why he's always been really suspicious about how Hugh Jackman's doing it right. because he's like, well, you can't be an identical twin. <laughs> but then he works it out. Hugh Jackman hires like another Hugh Jackman to 
do it that way. You know, there's a whole... Anyway, there's like... That's it? No, no, no. Okay. No, he, he has this machine. And the implication is that in his basement, there's like 200 or 300 dead versions of himself because every time he does the trick, he like dies and gets well he gets kind of like he's actually being replicated right cloned or whatever you know Wait, transported hugh jackman is right. being a replicated magician right so yeah. some dude's just making jackmans yeah well i mean jackman's making jackmans because every time he transports in this machine he essentially becomes and then one of them has to kill the other one right he's the original right he's making other so jackmans a, yeah. to kill off and so it's essentially the it's a pile. version of like the fly where instead of it becoming one person right another jackman pops out but then one right. of the jackmans kills the other jackman right so or or every, it's like multiplicity where Michael Keaton kills the other Michael right. Keatons. So, but every night on stage to do this trick, <laughs> he kills a he's dude. replicating himself and then killing himself. <laughs> the implication being you don't know who's dying every night. Is the person coming out at the end? Because part of the idea is about the setup and the reveal. Right. And who gets the credit for the thing? Is it the person who goes into the box or is it the person who comes out the other end and gets the applause? Right. The nature of... Because one of the twins, by the nature of it, has to go into the box. Right, right. So they never actually get to be the person who comes out of the box and gets the... Well, that's going to give you an edge. Applause at the end. Right. right. So anyway, so is the person who is being killed every night... So. I think it's the original Hugh Jackman gets killed the first time and then every night the one who's the original one gets killed by the... Anyway, whatever. It's Watch it. It's a really great movie. <laughs> guys. That's a bit, Wait. I can, well, now my interest is as peaked as possible. Okay, yeah. so you don't know the answer to that by the There end. are other more... Comp- no, it's a bit of a mystery. Okay. In a Christopher Nolan way. Well, okay. uh, hang on. I'm going to... Uh, that's a uh, that's what I should have Here, just wait, Googled. Can we take a halftime in a second? Oh, yeah, let's have a halftime now and I can actually Google something that okay, might yeah, be helpful. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Obsession is a young man's game. Look, we had a break and yeah. I, look, I was going to talk more about the prestige, but right. I feel like we can we can put a button on the prestige. Okay. Um, and uh, we can revisit that another time. I'm okay. going to watch it again tonight. So it's probably better that I watch it again, and then I can. And know, then I'll, I can we can do it in October when I come yeah. to you in Australia. When you're in Australia for yeah. the Dolp tour, yeah. we can we can sit down together. Right. Maybe you can revisit based on. Uh, maybe I'll watch it. But yeah, maybe okay. you can you can watch it. I'll watch the Prestige by the next time I see you. Right. How's that? Yeah. There we okay. go. All right. Deal. So that's see that's the tw- that's why it's different to the Dolp Dove. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because what happens is. That you then go away and you become informed on it and we do it again. Well, now I think we're legally and clear. And I become informed we're, on right, it. Right, right. <laughs> well, that's when both hosts go and the figure di- out what it is. The difference is that the host and the other person <laughs> have, have no, no idea, idea what, what the, the topic, topic is, is. going to be about. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of the tag for Tofop a little. Neither has any idea what the topic is going to be about. Well, I, Will Anderson, read a story from Wikipedia <laughs> to my guest, Charlie Clawson, or somebody pretending to be Charlie Clawson. Who has no idea what we're going to talk about. Yeah. It's actually not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> I'm signing off. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's talk about America. Okay. You mean uh, the land of free, home of brave? So, uh, when people will be hearing this... Um, it will be a, a week and a half from now. So um, I've already recorded an episode with Bert Kreischer that will have gone up uh, in Love between Bert. people hearing this. Oh, man. The best. It was the first time that we had... He's a, a guy you can't come over at, have come over at 10. Well, here's what I was going to say is he's a guy that I had never met 
and this is the brilliant thing about podcasting sometimes is like I was aware of him we communicated online people had pointed us towards each other's podcasts I'd had, I'd had heaps of people request to have him on the podcast and it just came to be that my agent actually mentioned to me he was like hey would you like to do Bert's podcast and I was like yeah I'd love him to do mine too he goes well he's going to Australia so I think he's doing some you know media and yeah. stuff if that you could do it and I was like yeah I'd love to have him on and so it turned out uh, just because of my back and because of some other commitments he had we just decided to do uh, a Fofop episode. Okay. And I thought it was one of those things where I was like, oh, well, he's, he's on a bit of a time frame, but like I know he's got some other things on. So he's a guy I don't really know. He'll come over the house. I'm sure it'll be fun or whatever. But like, you know, I'll do an hour. You know, he can he can get out of yeah. there. It'll be, oh, you no. know, it'll be good, right? Also, I just had like, uh, I'd done one with John McHale uh, right, right. the week before. Right. Same sort of vibe. He was like, you know, plugging stuff in Australia. Yeah. And I went over to John McHale's like mansion, sweet ass fucking mansion. And um, <clears throat> it's fair to say that, um, firstly, here's what I would say, genuinely. He was really fucking lovely to me. Like, you know, offered me a beer. I had a beer. Like, he was very generous. Like, and yeah, and, you know, good dude. genuinely, like, really nice and yeah. really kind. Fair to say, though, in the actual podcast itself, occasionally I was doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Really? Well, occasionally he wasn't bouncing the ideas back at me quite as quickly <laughs> as this podcast normally relies on. It's fair to say I was running right. with the ball a lot more right, than right, I. Right, right, right. You were dribbling. A couple of times I was like, oh, back to me. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, let well, me go to the list I don't have. I was essentially like the point guard who's like dribbled it down the, the basketball court. You had to dribble. And I'm just like, well, here we go. He's open. I'm passing it to yeah, you. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, my job's done. I'm about to bust back in the glory. And yeah. then suddenly I've got the ball back in my hands and I'm like, oh. I got to shoot a three. Oh, well, this is, the clock's <laughs> running threes. out. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah. Well, when we did Bert's podcast... I mean, I honestly think we we were, uh, I think it went three hours and 40 minutes. Well, so we ended up doing like nearly two hours yeah. and that was with a break in the middle and some extra time of us essentially having the same conversation. Probably, right. we probably did another 40 minutes of the exact same yeah. conversation, just, well, but he, just off air. Dude, he's such a like... Brilliant. Loved him. I mean, really. We like, had a, we had the best a great time, time yeah, talking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's it was, an awesome Yeah, dude. it was so much fun. Um, but, but... We but have anyway, America. So this, this, a, my point being yeah. is who knows what's happened since then because, I mean, every day now is a fucking lottery. Yeah. No. I mean, this here's the crazy shit. Donald Trump, a week ago, essentially declared war, nuclear war, worldwide nuclear war, our worst fucking nightmare with North Korea on Twitter, right? We've forgotten about that. I know. Something's happened I know. between him declaring nuclear war on he, another country on Twitter, something has happened so horrific that we're not even talking about that. So who knows by the time people hear this podcast in a week and a half, what the fuck's happened in the world that may have even overshadowed what we're well, about to you, talk yeah, about. Because but. you're, you're at this point, it's like an 18 moon deep eclipse where we don't even appreciate the previous, previous eclipses that have happened right. because every day, literally every day it, he overshadows himself with something and it's true like w what happened today was when i was at work my writing partner ran in uh at lunch and he was like are you watching this and i was like oh shit i just in my head i was like we dropped a bomb on north korea <laughs> you know and he's like no this press conference and then i started watching it and you're just like what the fuck is going on i mean all i like, think is what well, firstly, all I think is like Obama in those moments 
like and he had so many of them that he had to fucking deal with you know when kids are shot at fucking schools and stuff like that but your memories of that at least the world's memories of that like i don't live here like i live here a bit of the time and it's not my country blah 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 but the world's impression of that was oh my god well at least in this moment of terrible crisis in this country you have the smartest man in the country saying the things that need to be said you know they would get up there and he would have a capacity to say what the nation needed to hear in that moment now you can then argue about whether those things got fixed in any way or whatever happened like I'm, i'm just saying that at least you knew that you had a competent person in that role who would like, even if he's reading something that like a whole bunch of all other people, yeah. he, that he had a whole bunch of competent staff who were all working on the best, well, most competent reading. way to say these things, yeah. right? Yeah. He was, I mean, yeah, he was reading the but lines. But Donald Trump decides after this like incredible, firstly, just this incredible, horrible thing, his initial decision to like give a fucking you know dog whistle wink to the you know the oh, Nazis, oh, right, Nazis to Nazis, like I mean yeah. people marching under a Nazi fucking flag, white supremacists, Nazis, like, Nazis, yeah, I mean Nazis, Nazis, uh, well, takes takes the opportunity you know uh, fucking yeah before the rooster crows three times to fucking deny the fact that they're nazis does not just doesn't take it like this reporters like yelling at him you know essentially asking him the question he's walking away from them gets massive online support from the white supremacists who just could not be more wrapped they're just like yeah. look at that yeah he didn't even no they're like, jizzing in their robes even in their like even in their minds they were like they would have been cool with him if he denounced them because they're yeah, like we get it you have to you have to you got to keep up the charade and they're just like he didn't even fucking denounce us well, like how good's this and then so when like a couple of days later he finally is like oh yeah i probably should like be forced into the fact to denounce them they're all like oh yeah but we get it like we get that you're like yeah we get you after now but like thanks like we appreciate it and and then you were like well that's terrible enough if that was all it was like i mean that in itself the fact that he clearly you know did not want to denounce it and he clearly decided he was like well i can't denounce white supremacists because they are my base you have a person running the united states of america who has made the decision that he's like well i can't offend these people because nazis are my base so i can't say anything nasty about nazis because i will lose the base of people who support me the leader of this country and my base is nazis you you have a guy now who has colluded with vladimir putin to I mean, we've win the election. About that. We've forgotten about the fact that he's colluding with your major other enemy. Because I mean, he probably has We're six months a in. piss tape on him. Probably. And he wants war with North Korea. Preeminent war to some extent. And he's a Nazi. I mean, and if you go through the timeline of like what happened, well, I in mean, at the at the very least, much like that Simpsons joke about Fox News, you know, not racist but number one with racists, right? You know, yeah, he may not be a Nazi himself, but, but, he's but also, well, he he's understands also said, that Nazis have been emboldened by like his inaction on calling them out in these situations. But for them, for him today, like when we're recording to do this fucking press conference, like for him to but keep the, him idea, in the timeline, but the fact that he's like doing. This like he just like well, I'm just gonna do this off the cuff. I'll yeah. just I'll just answer went, some questions. He, well, to what to what you were saying before, like he like there was always a protocol, and it wasn't even just Obama. Like in my lifetime, every president that I've been born 
you know, like like they just they nail those moments, and by nail it's a very low bar. But that's why you, you have a president. To, you need to. It's condemn. literally one of those moments. Yeah, you need to condemn and comfort, right. and and it's really that's it. And it's again, it's not hard. It's like it's like a writer writing an actor a script, but you now have an actor on a hit TV show that won't read his fucking lines anymore and wants to make them up. And and when you go through Charlottesville, it went like this. Leading up to it, no, uh, you know, no disparaging comments about the event that was pending that people knew was coming, which is crazy to even think of now. Right. Then you have the actual event where there's Nazis walking around, KKK members walking around, no mention. Then you have this girl get killed by this car. You have 30 other people, 20 other people, whatever, get severely injured by a white supremacist driving a Dodge Charger into a crowd of fucking people. You have video of it, and it takes him a day at least maybe two days to make a statement on it. When he does, it condemns everybody, people who were marching against the Nazis and the Nazis, all sides, all sides, he kept saying. Then when people freaked out about that, he made a statement. The the Nazis are not meant to be able to be a side. That's the problem with that argument is like, we all agreed. We fought about it. Like all of us fought about the idea about whether there should be Nazis or not. And we all agreed that Nazis were a terrible idea. America right now is like a country that for over 200 years has been playing football. And then a guy showed up with a basketball and said it's legal and the league okayed it. (laughs) And now we're all going, how the fuck do we incorporate a basketball into football? We're, your mind is not prepared to fathom what is happening. What happened today was a guy, like you said, unhinged. I mean, this is like if this dude was on, if this dude was in an old folks' home, he would need to be like put in his own room and guarded. And he's now the guy who is in charge. And it really is. I mean, it, it, you, I've never, I personally have never uh, thought of like bailing on America more. And a lot of people I know feel that way and people say shit like that's that's fucked up you're supposed to love this country but you also have to recognize that you can fully fight something um with whatever powers that we have but if there's if we're at the point where we can be gerrymandered and corrupted so simply and so easily as we have been our institution is far more fickle than we thought and even if he's getting cross-checked on certain shit, we still have a fuck... I mean, we still have... I said it on the dollop like a couple weeks ago. It's like we... It's just basically like someone was like, there's a cobra in your apartment. Enjoy. And then for now, we just have to live wondering when this cobra... Where's the cobra? When's he going to jump out and bite us? No, it's like someone said there's a cobra in your apartment. Uh, oh, by the way, he's in charge. Yeah. He's your landlord. Well, yeah. It's it's like the well, dude the who it's, in charge. It's, it's like the dude. Yeah, but it's like the dude that owned your apartment. Yeah. Like he died. He yeah. lived upstairs, yeah. and he left it to his cobra. Yeah. And, and the now. cobra. This is the this is your sitcom. <laughs> it's you and Dave living with a cobra that was bequeathed. <laughs> who owns the place that the, you guys are living in? The collop. <laughs> yeah. But it's no. But you know, you wouldn't get on a plane if you knew the pilot was drunk. You know. Yeah. And for me, because I, mean, I have seriously. A, because I have a, I mean, obviously I have a, a whole other, uh, by the way, a place that has a whole range of its own problems. Yeah. Um, some of which we've caught from you guys. And, you know, there was examples of Nazis in the streets of somewhere in Australia today putting up, you know, posters. And 
these are idiots and but they've been emboldened by you know this sort of shit right you know so it, it, it it's going to happen there as well you know hopefully hopefully never to the sort of same extent but i have another place that i can go to yeah like and so often i just have that idea of going like i've really liked america like it's been really fucking cool it's been yeah. a really cool time but i feel like at the moment america's asking me to try to get into a car and i know the guy who's driving has been drinking yeah i mean honestly i saw like- him I, I literally just saw him doing shots at the bar it's the and now America, you're all expecting me to get in this car when I could get a nice safe lift with this other car. <laughs> I've got going, a limo. I can stand it. It's going in the other direction. Yeah, but, I've got Alfred picking me up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got this new app. But, you guys seen this new app? But 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 like it's the difference between America right now. Like America was for sure ACDC in '78, but now you're watching ACDC at '78, right? And it's a much different experience. The songs they still get the hits. But it's not as engaging as it used to be. You can see the tears of the fabric. There, there are there are enormous problems. I think enormous. And problems. I think it's also the sort of thing you're going. Ah, and I'm standing in this crowd, and I'm surrounded by people who, you know, yeah, they- think they're the best ever. <laughs> right. Yeah, and you can't say anything. You couldn't turn to a person next no. to you at this ACDC show and go. Man, I mean, they're, fucking, they're blowing back in black and someone would be like, you hate ACDC. You're like, no, I love ACDC. I listen to ACDC. I came to the fucking concert for ACDC. I don't hate ACDC. I'm just saying they dropped a step. Oh, man, you hate the you fucking hate ACDC, man. It's like, no, I'm I love them. I it, want it, them to be 28 again. You're wearing a, you're wearing a make ACDC great again. Yeah, t-shirt. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Madga. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but, but but you're absolutely right. It's one of those things where you wonder, well, this is the question you ask yourself, right? Because there were some people tweeting over the weekend and I have some sympathy with that. But again, you don't know if you're overreacting. It's very hard as a, we're, you know, we're both white people. Yeah. And, you know, so these problems don't come knocking on our door first. We both live in places that are, you know, much more liberal, you know, both Australia and here in like yes. LA. White and, in America is different yeah. than any other color yeah. in America. But being in LA in America, as I like, I mean, I was in Vermont and I was like, you know, with yeah. them, I was like, I mean, yeah. it, it did not feel like the America I was seeing on the television yeah. when you're you know, walking around the nice white people of, you know, where Bernie Sanders is from. Yeah. So it's, it, it, it's a complex and complicated and wonderful country in many, many ways. But there's a, just a, a part of it at the moment where you're just like, I think these. I think in history, like if we look back on this, people when when people say, "Didn't you see the signs?" There's just going to have been so many signs. Oh, for me, this is like the robots taking over. I just feel like it's like one of those things where you're just going, "Hey, yeah, remember how all the smartest people kept saying the robots are going to take over?" Yeah, yeah. And they made all those movies that warned us about how robots would take over. Yeah. And how there was constantly articles about the robots taking yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. guess what? What? The robots took over. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We, it turns out we had not, uh, yeah. we were not prepared with, yeah. for it. Should have seen it coming. The I robots mean, did. I mean, guess to be honest right now, like, I mean, Trump feels like the precursor to us letting the robots take over. I mean, because if a robot ran against Trump in the next election, who would you vote for? Would you vote <laughs> oh for a, a Trump or a robot? If you know the answer. That's the- <laughs> 
I mean, that, that's what happens. Yeah. Elon Musk uh, and because uh, you know Zuckerberg's thinking about running yeah. for president, oh, but so, he's already so fumbling. Elon Musk and Zuckerberg get together and they decide they shouldn't run. What they should actually do is they should build a robot. Yeah, and they should. I I have run a robot that, up against Donald Trump in the election. Well, that robot would win, and then the robots have won. Yeah, I mean they would, you know. But still, I but think still I would better be. Than the I would still. Situation. I would still be like they shouldn't have empathy. This man should. I mean, like, they're, they're not pro... I, I'm voting for non-empathy. Right. I mean, you, you would think that at some point... The truth is that, like, racism in America, and I've learned a lot through uh, the podcast, obviously, as far as, like, how horribly racist America was and how tremendously oblivious we are to how much we are now. Uh, and racism is like, we all... It's like plastic, like everybody uses it in a way in America because we have many like there the way it is set up is just like we have places that are disenfranchised and we have we when I say we I mean like the American government have ways of making it so that uh, you know black people can't vote or that people in certain districts have a much tougher time voting so it. And and you're complicit if you live in this country in a way with all this stuff. Well, I mean the the, I mean and in any country like because well in a lot of countries because you know so many countries were obviously conquered or you know uh, yeah you know, found yeah. inverted commas yeah. you know but like and often that led to the dispossession of indigenous people of all types around the world right yeah so if you look back enough on your story you're going to find some pretty terrible things. But here in America, yeah, like, you know, I mean, a lot of what made America great, if you're going to say make America great again, yeah. a lot of what made it great in the first place was the fact that they had all this free labor yeah. because they could buy How and sell and well use human beings. Yeah. I mean, that, the, that is an advantage in the market. Yes, it completely like, is. It's going to run you my Alfred business cost. out of business <laughs> yeah. if somebody else starts offering <laughs> yeah. free Alfreds. Yeah, for sure. And, and that is why... Like, that's why people overlook stuff. That, I mean, that's the same reason why we're going to be, you know, fucked by climate change. Because people look at the bottom line over the uh, emotion or the effect of it, the human cost of it. Don't you feel like, though, just with humanity, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm fucking overly pessimistic or whatever, but it just feels like, regardless of what we are as human beings, right, regardless of if you believe that, you know, human beings are here because of some divine God or purpose in the universe. Like, if you believe that to be true, like, because you've got to acknowledge, unless you're one of those really fucking full-on people, that there is a universe yeah. and that it is, like, you know, incredibly large yes. and complex. And unknown. And the <laughs> fact that we, in the form that we are, are on this planet that is not in the middle of it, like is, you know, this tiny little thing in the corner of it, that the fact that for whatever reason, whether it be a fucking God or whether it be, you know, a happy accident in the corner of the universe because of, you know, a series of things, you know, that we probably can't explain and we can't explain and all those sort of things, right? Regardless of what you believe any of that is, it's all fucking magnificent, right? Yeah. It's all fucking... Earth, Earth alone. I mean, when I watch Planet Earth, like, I'm like, I would love to live on a place like this. Well, I mean, you're not even on it. The ocean. Yeah. Any of that shit the on ocean. the ocean, you're yeah. just like, but this is my point. Like, I think about it with Australia and the Great Barrier Reef. It's the worst. This is, it's so I, sad. Did I tell you about that? Uh, so, 
the, David Attenborough did one of he did oh, a yeah. special on the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, Have awesome. you seen it? Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And so, also that Chasing Coral movie goes into a lot of. I've been um, uh, lucky enough in Australia to travel um, around Australia a lot over my life, and I've seen most of it, but. I haven't seen two of the best bits of it in my travels, which is I've never been to Kakadu, which is apparently just amazing. And I've never been to the Great Barrier What's Reef. Kakadu? That's the Kakadu's like the, the you know, they think um, Crocodile Dundee thing. Oh, okay. Say you no know, more. The, yeah. yeah. Okay. Kakadu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, day and all day. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know. Um, <laughs> and the Barrier Reef. Yeah. And the Barrier Reef. Yeah. And so... Even though I kind of knew, I mean, the Great Barrier Reef, you know, it's even in the name, great. you know, it's yeah. great, right? It's big. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's famous and everyone goes to the Barrier Reef and all those sort of things. And I've performed at towns that are near the, but I've just never kind of, so I'm at my house one night and there's people over, not a lot of people. I can't remember what the occasion was, but maybe like, you know, just that sort of thing of like, you know, maybe it's like a, a Sunday, Sunday afternoon or something like yeah. that. We've had some people around, just yeah. a few randoms and few people have decided to stay hammo. around and we were like yeah i yeah. mean hammo would have been there <laughs> yeah. no actually you know what it wasn't i reckon it was like a bunch of amy's friends because at one stage i thought everybody was going to come in we were gonna i think we'd eaten some food and so i think everyone's gonna leave I think, no i thought everyone was gonna kind of who whoever was staying was gonna come in we were gonna like watch something on the tv okay in fact i think that might have been like i might have been sent inside to find something for us to watch on the tv okay. you know so um, I've gone inside and I've like, I've discovered the uh, David Attenborough uh, Great Barrier Reef documentary was about to start. And I was like, this crowd will like this. This is the sort uh, of, I think, uh, now I'm piecing things together, but I think they might have had a big weekend. I think I okay. hadn't. I think I'd been at home and maybe the girls had all been out doing something. So Sunday had been a bit of recovery. And then this was like, maybe we'd eaten some pizza or something and, you know, was right. going to settle in for a bit of, you know. Right nature Chilling. documentary right yeah. so i go in and i sit on my i have an old man chair in my house you know like with a footstool you know like yeah, a, yeah. you know so yeah. i go and sit on my chair and the dogs come inside yeah. and they come and sit with me and um uh i've had some medicinal marijuana sure. you know for my for my ailments sure and uh the documentary starts and just from the minute it starts it's like one of the most fascinating things i've ever seen in my yeah. life but also because, like, you know, I've, I've had a little bit of my, you know, medicinal marijuana. The way they shoot it and, the, like, the beauty and majesty of the reef, like, is, like, when they're showcasing it is just, like, you suddenly go, it's oh, intense. I should only watch stuff yeah. like this when I'm in this, like, you know, place. But then it, like, starts to get... Yeah. You know, it's the tale of the fact that, you know, through we're, we're ruining one of the most brilliant, majestic things of all fucking time. Yeah. And With, the provider of life oh, for the I, ocean. Well, you know? a provider yeah. of a life for the ocean, yeah. but also just a provider of like a, fucking so much of the Australian tourism economy. Yeah, yeah. A provider, but also... The, so anyway, this is the point I was going to say. There's this bit at the end where David Attenborough does this little speech... And he says, and he, there's yeah. this one line in it about it where he's like, if we if we care so little about the place that gives us gives us gives us gives us life, and I can't remember the exact wording of the rest of us, but I just remember that exact that just bit of it where I was like, he just the way he said it, if we care so little about the place, whatever we are, 
So this is the whole point of my insane fucking ramble on this topic is this. Whatever we are, whether we're made by fucking God or we're made by the fucking universe, the fact that we are here is the most majestic once in a fucking bajillion accident of all time. And I just feel like we're fucking it up. I just feel like this is not the best that we can be. I feel like as human beings, we are are clearly capable of much better than what we are. But we seem to just be rushing head forward into just being extinct in some way. Whether it's being replaced by... You know, something better and more advanced than us like you know technology and or a combination of us and technology or whatever or, or whether it's this fucking faux war or faux fucking posturing or blah 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 or just this wanton capitalistic rush towards some people having everything and the rest of us having fucking nothing and when i say the rest of us i'll probably be one of the people who's on the fucking you know i'm i'm fine yeah but the whole point of this yeah. fucking system is that eventually like Walmart has like 99% of the stuff and then everybody else has to just fight over the 1%. If we, if we honestly think that the way that we're heading right now is the best that we could be doing with what we have, then I feel like we're just like, we're a Hollywood star and things went well for us a really fucking long while and now we've just been partying a bit too hard for yeah. too long yeah. and everything's got out of control. Now we're and OJ we, on Jeopardy. Yeah. We're going to be on one of those fucking ESPN 30 for 30 documentaries yeah. about like how we lost everything. I had it. Yeah. Talking Hu- through a machine. Human, that's what it's like. Human yeah. beings. Yeah. There was one called broke. Hu- yeah. Which yeah. is all about like humans. humans. Well, and it's like about how humans lost everything. And the, like they're interviewing humans going, you know, we were like top of the food chain. We were like the biggest thing in the world. We yeah. invented computers that were more powerful than the first rocket that went to space. Anyway, we, we dig through the sand to look for water <laughs> and some, and you're not going to find anything, but uh, I'll eat a little bit of cactus and that'll do you okay. We're the dumbest because I think one of the things about that that Attenborough one is that having watched probably everything David Attenborough has ever put his voice on, he does. They do a good job of remaining fairly neutral. Like even on planet Earth, when they talk about like polar bears are going to be right. fucked, they don't go that far with the kind of. Uh, like no. it doesn't feel like there's, a personal there's commentary. literally a bit at the end where he just <clears throat> is it, but, like the point is that he stops down to just yeah. say this is how shit this is and what's happening so this the whole thing i wanted to tell you about this was that so by the time we get to that i am sitting there in my chair like sobbing sobbing yeah sobbing at this because he's like his plea is so impassioned it is so just like and it's him and this man who's given his life to like showing us and exploring Nature, this world everything. and caring about this fucking world. And he's just saying, please. And he's making a compelling argument because if you believe in God or the fucking universe, the thing that you still have to believe is this planet gives us fucking life and we are treating it like shit. Our wanton fucking disregard for just plowing through species. Like every day there's a fucking article in the paper about oh, this species is about to die or so and so. And we do not pause to give a shit about the fact that we're just tearing down trees and fucking paving over like in the place that gave us life. But it's, it's like it affects, I mean, that's what's so fucked up is that we're unable to truly fathom that it affects us. That when you cut down a rainforest, that means that there's like, there's less balance in the ecosystem. There's going to be less moisture because it's a fucking rainforest. And that's basically what it produces is moisture. And we're like, Oh, why are some of these South American climates like drying up? And it's because you remove, you're, you're removing what creates precipitation. Also, what's the end game on this shit? Are we getting rid of everything? the, The problem is in my lifetime, I feel like I've lived enough to have gone from, the alarm bell ringing 
to almost being told that there's no point in listening to the alarm anymore <laughs> because we're at the what you like we're almost oh yeah no, no allowing you've got to the now. point now with the alarm where you're just like like I have with my spare bathroom door as yeah, you know yeah. where I'm just like ah yeah it does that hey, I yeah, live it does with it. that yeah yeah and so it's not until it's on your doorstep but I mean it's happening it it's already happening in the world like we already have places like where they have no fucking system and then to even bring it back to the idea that it kind of hinges on Donald Trump a little bit in a way. A lot, though. Is just... Or a bunch of people who are even more manipulative and evil than him that he will let get away with what they want to do because he hasn't bothered firing them yet. Yeah, but it, it, the truth is that, it, like, every president fucks you, but they at least smile through it. I mean... This is the guy the, the only... who's chewing blood capsules, spitting in your face while it's happening. I mean, you're just like... <laughs> The own, like, I mean, that would be part of my advice to, like, I'm just like, at this pace, like... We're in a rush. We're six months in, and in the last week, he's like, I mean, he's colluded with enemies, he's like, declared war on people, he's fucking, like, I mean, endorsed white supremacists, because, I mean, that was the thing about today, that thing when he started bringing up the permits. Yeah. You know, he was like, well, they had permits, and the other side didn't have permits, and I'm like... You know oh, yeah, what? this is a zoning issue. This is not the time to bring that up. Yeah. Well, you just don't, uh, you know, uh, like, uh, yeah. I mean, it is, it oh, is. Sorry, sorry. I need to finish this fucking story. <laughs> sorry. So I can oh, move so you're on. crying. So I'm crying. Right. Sorry. Sorry. And then I, the girls walk in because they've just like ended They're, up. They haven't been here. For no, because they've ended up like um, just getting distracted, chatting or whatever out the back. <laughs> And and I've been so fascinated by what's been going on that I haven't like called them in. And there's no advertisements, like it's a straight through of like course. your documentary. And so I'm just there sitting and they just walk in just to find like they've just essentially seen me like go an hour ago, go, Oh yeah, I'm gonna go and find something to watch on T V. They've had a gas bag and like come back in and then I'm just there sobbing and like talking about like we've ruined this planet and like this country and like it's our reef like really personally i took yeah. it really personally because i was like that's my country yeah and we're just letting them fuck up the great barrier reef and look how look how sad we've made david Attenborough. Yeah. so i mean the man who yeah i i have oh. a uh a man who like at 90 like went the the most underwater in that one he goes the most underwater Dude. anybody's ever gone in and, the world and what they reveal is he's the still craziest. killing it at, like he it's but also that one the stuff well there's two they they do blue planet which is a bunch of like ocean stuff right. but then there's one yeah where they do the deep dive yeah the deep and dive and he's like these are things that have and they put it in the jar is that the one you're talking yeah. about yes yeah, so they've just got like these species in these jars that are just right like, but stuff never never been seen before never been seen before and this old guy this 90 year old 90 it is so he has no fucking skin in the game right he doesn't give he's 90 he's like these there's enough reef for david attenborough to survive another 10 god i hope 30 years he's the exact demographic of the people who are normally the problem we should listen exact. to him it's normally the people who aren't going to be here to see the side no. effects of and, it and yet he is the one pleading and the reason why is because once you feel connected to nature and animals, here I go, once you feel connected to that shit and you feel like it is important, you know, the idea that people pine and wonder what is out there in the world, look at some of the shit in nature. 
Watch Dave. Like, you don't need to worry about what kind of Martians are out there. Right. Do the deep dive with David Attenborough. I mean, there are Martians in the fucking ocean. It's so I mean, we have crazy species. I mean, we, we're just used to them, but it's still fucking nuts. I but, look at my cat, but I'm like, this is my best friend. What's but happening? But we're not used to them. Like, we're so used to them that we don't ask enough questions. Yeah. Like, we're, when all of them are incredibly interesting and yeah. fascinating. Yes. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I, I agree with you. It's like that thing of going, what's in space? Like, I mean, I also want to know what's in of space. Of course. Love to. But, like... Send David Attenborough up there. But... <laughs> Can yeah, that's we? When we need him. Can we? And he and he would probably live he, longer, mate. Also, he'd do it, dude. If you said to David Amber, we've got like an idea for you for a final one. We're, These we're, are some of the largest gas chasms inside of space. I, if they just send him and they just go, you know what? You're, you're an old guy. He's like, I, I, my, he said, my worry is I don't think I'm going to survive the flight. You know, like all that well, sort of thing. David, the good news is we are sending you up there with a mate. <laughs> He's played Alfred. Um, he's worked with the Nolans. He actually lived on the Nolans' private island for the last three years for uh, $24 million. And uh, Michael Caine's going to come up with you. So anything you need. And I you mean, can call him Alfred. You can hit him. Right. He doesn't care. You're both sirs. You're both so. sirs. Yeah, it might be a little awkward. But again, call him whatever you want. <laughs> we'll film it. We'll We're going to do a live stream. We're yeah. going to call it the odd sirs. <laughs> <laughs> two nights in the British realm. <laughs> it's like that's like a panicked last minute pitch in a meeting. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is my final idea. Okay. So it's like um two nights of the British realm. Uh-huh. We've already said no to five ideas. Yeah. Okay. Well so this is two- definitely not the five of them just jammed together in the one idea. So uh, two nights of the British realm. Okay. I'm thinking uh, David Attenborough. David Attenborough and Michael Caine. Michael Caine from previous um, pitches. Road trip sort of vibe. Okay, We're sending like them uh, into space. Mm. So, well, hang on, wait, 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 wait. They're a bit of an odd couple. They're a bit of an odd couple. You don't know. So it's like it's the odd couple in space, but they're both knights. So it's like it's nighttime in space. They're odd. The odd knights. Certain. Uh, uh, hard to be certain. Hard to be so certain. Not certain. Certain's rings. Certain. It has a certain ring to it. All right. We're in. You know what? There's enough good ideas here that we will come up with something. We'll greenlight something. By, by, by something but we, but without question, David Attenborough would go to space. <laughs> I have no doubt. Yeah, no, he'd be. Um, well, we've definitely okay. hit the ruining of the the planet and... What I will say, yes. What uh, will you say? My final point, yeah, is that uh, <laughs> if there's one good thing that comes out of Trump a little bit, it's that people have to recognize what we're on the same page about now instead of what we disagree about. Because we've been we're obsessed with minutia, and then when you see the president fielding a press conference. Like a comic who's been doing it for 40 years is over it. It's 3.30 in the morning and he's just trying to make enough money for a fucking shot. That it, but also, you know what? Yeah, it I makes mean, the, you... The comedy <laughs> example is such a good example though because it is that thing of going... He's like the guy who's playing almost to the back of the room. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people are watching because it's a spectacle. People are watching because they believe he's like, you know, like yeah. he's the ra- guy saying the really racist things or the jokes about pedophiles or the whatever at three o'clock in the morning. And like, there's a weird fascination about it, but. But th- he's headlining. Right? And, yeah. Right. Yeah. He's not meant to be headlining. Yeah. Right. And 
that's that that's the fucking problem. The problem is that you know the whole place has been running by run by somebody who has no right to be running this place, and it's rapidly fucking falling apart. It's um, <laughs> it's been a fun anyway, run. It's been <laughs> it's been good though. Like America had a good run. Oh, dude, hell of a run I again. Mean, we're ACDC, you man. Know what? Welcome to being Britain. Yeah, we've even had, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. like I mean, it's not like this is the thing. Like, America is acting like, I mean, and I guess the world is acting like, and by the way, I'm not writing off America, but, like, we're acting like the idea that empires don't end. Yeah. Whereas the entire history of history is that empires all fall. And they actually fall reasonably rapidly. I mean, you've got to remember that, like, you know, WW2 was really a changeover from, like, you know, you know yeah. England being in charge of the world to America being kind of in charge. Like, well, we, it, the, I, like that's a pretty simple summary of history, guys. No, that's don't good to, though. Don't need to do much further. <laughs> that's when they handed the baton. Yeah. The 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 uh, I hate to rep, like the the dollop because it is a condensed history lesson. It you just realize that over and over again, people don't pay attention to the lead up; they pay attention to the catastrophe. Right, and so we haven't paid attention to the lead up. And hopefully we will to the catastrophe. Yeah. It just feels like everything that's happening right now is the exact, you know, it's like one of those things where you're just like, well. Yeah. <laughs> if this were a murder mystery, yeah. the only hope you would have is uh. that they're giving you too much information that he's the killer. <laughs> the, the, I mean, like, maybe it's like the orange classic, herring. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's the only thing that oh comes to save us. Oh. But, but I reckon he done it. <laughs> Well, anyway, I mean, there's footage of him holding the murder weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Standing and he, and over the body with saying, a sign that said, I did it yeah. with today's paper. And then one day he said he didn't do it, but then he did a press conference <laughs> and he said, well, I did it. I did it. But, you know, there's people who do it on both sides. People do it all the time. Yeah. Both sides murdered. Both sides. I mean, come yeah. on, man. You probably are pretty excited to get back to Australia. <sighs> I mean, my country's not doing much better. We're about to have a postal vote on whether gay people can have equal rights to how, straight how people. How of all the things are you guys against marijuana and gay marriage? Well, well, okay. Well, here's what I'll tell you. Because our politicians don't represent the views of the public. Well, that's because expected. Australia is the number one per capita consumer of marijuana in the world. And uh, I Australians... I people would bring more to the shows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so... Right? Well... This is how much Australians love marijuana. The marijuana we're generally consuming is terrible. Yeah. So imagine if we actually get to get a... Well, I don't have to imagine because... But if someone comes to your show and you're in the middle of nowhere... <laughs> this is the, and they... <laughs> this is also the judgment I constantly have to make where I'm like, I want to spend more time back home in Australia, but I'm like, but here I can have like legal weed and well, it's great. So the difference when like, like when you're kind of fucked for pot and someone brings it to the yeah. show, how like... My, my, I'm like to that person. I'm like, let's have a beer. Yeah, you have, you are important to me, right? Ah, uh, mate, I love nothing more, particularly when I'm in, like, well, somebody did it to me in Vermont, and yeah. you know, like, just when somebody said, like, hey, help, yeah, helps you out in that situation, because it's always that thing where you're just like, oh yeah, all I need's a little, huh. just a little. Because you weren't expecting any. No. No, you thought you were going hungry tonight and someone gave you a Reese's peanut butter yeah. cup. You're like, dude, you yeah. are my legendary. Thank hero. you very much. Yeah. But particularly often like when you're on the road because uh. often what your day is, so like on the, uh. like you said. like oh, if the, you have like four days. Right. Oh my God. You're in some place. You got to like, you're like, this, you know. I believe in my head I've entered weed co smoking competitions on the road where I've just been like, I need to always smoke because you're just nothing. 
Well, you're working an hour a day. I mean, and it's at night. Right. Yeah. It's not like you have a fucking day job. I mean, it's not like you're leading up to like a noon thing. You're talking no. 7.30 at night is the first time you have work to do. Right. I, compl- it's just... I complain on the nights where I do two shows. And you can't drink. So if you can't dr- I mean, well, you know, you can have a couple pops, but it's the weed. But right. you guys, okay, wait. So you guys won't legalize <laughs> oh, marijuana. I've got to let you go home. No, um, no, no. We're in favor of marijuana, but... Uh, Will that I, get legalized? I think gradually, but very, very slowly. Before gay marriage. We're doing... No, no, no. Gay marriage will come yeah, first. Yeah, no, gay marriage will, I mean... So, the Australian public, in every fucking survey for a considerable amount of time now, has predominantly said that they support same-sex marriage, and including a whole bunch of people who are in no way, what, right. you know, like the general consensus in Australia, even from people who probably aren't for it, uh, are is that it's embarrassing that we don't have it, and you know that yeah, it's time yeah it's time right way past time but our politicians for a whole bunch of reasons that i want to explain right now but just basically because of how our how our prime minister got his power he can't afford to lose a certain faction in his party and doesn't the, ring a bell and they're the ones <laughs> who are most hardline about these sort of things so he's been coming up with and the person before him came up with a series of fucking ways of doing it so essentially they're trying to destroy it by process they're trying to make the process of doing something so difficult or so skewed against getting an actual result that you know it's kind of like making politicians eat an onion i mean it's like anyway it's fucking (laughs) stupid anyway i'm hoping dude none none of them so we've got this plebiscite anyway well it's not a plebiscite it's just a postal survey so they're essentially doing an opinion this is how terrible it's got they got to the point now where they're essentially just doing an opinion poll of the country it's non-binding but essentially they're just doing a postal by post a postal opinion poll of the country because they want to skew towards old people and eliminate young people from the process and but i'm hoping that people will still overwhelmingly get behind it and vote yes and then they'll hopefully just be forced to pass it that 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 to me is i mean and i don't know if there's shadiness going on i don't know anything um but that to me the reason why that is better is because i think when you live in america you get so assaulted by poll numbers all the time that they're kind of meaningless because you have eight different versions of them right if you have an almost uh census consensus where people actually say this that's hardline proof that people want something uh, we work so well during our debates with people telling the american people what they want but it's a cover for what they want but they'll be like the american people don't want to hear about this the american people want to hear about gas prices going down yeah i mean the problem about this is that it's all been cynical maneuvering to just delay it like cool. you know well, okay. so everything they've put in place has just been reasons to delay it and it's all been set in place by well i mean one of the people behind it was the former prime minister tony abbott and like the problem this is the thing that i okay i i mean this just fucking makes me upset when i think about this because the thing about tony abbott is i kind of get the idea that you know you're allowed to have a different opinion to me like i think i i find it complicated when your different opinion is that someone else should have less rights than you just because of the way that they were born like yeah. I mean, it doesn't affect me. Like, it really, actually, it doesn't ne- directly affect me, but it affects me because I just don't think that that's a world that we benefit from living in. And he has used this issue over the years to, like, as a wedge issue to kind of, like, you know, get in political power. And the thing that fucking destroys me the most is 
that he's used it so cynically and so fucking inappropriately and his sister's gay. And yeah. I'm like, I mean, maybe if you just lived in some world where you'd never met a gay person and you'd been you'd raised with some ideology or whatever, yeah. but your fucking sister's no, gay. No, it makes it harder. Should make it harder. Should make it harder. Same thing happened with Cheney. Cheney. Dick Cheney has a daughter who's gay. And and he actually yeah, but know, he kind of changed his mind yeah, a bit, he did a right? Bit. Yeah, but but, I mean, they're, but they're, Tony they're, hasn't. They're both awful. What they're, do you do at Christmas? Because yeah, like I mean, what, what do yeah. you do at Christmas? Another onion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wh- what do you do? But but that I like like what you're saying is that if if you just have the mentality of like people can until it affects me, right. Instead of people can't because I think it will. Well, I just don't Those get. So I just don't get why if something will have absolutely no effect on my life at all. In, why in, I it's should? It's an apartment. What someone does in their apartment ruins me. Well, firstly, I'm not sure <laughs> that the majority should get to vote on whether a minority gets the same right as them. Yeah. Like, surely the idea of these sort of societies is that we all kind of start with at least. And again, let's not. We don't have time to get into the nature of fucking you know privilege and you know inequality and all those sort of things but let's just assume that the general vibe is that we all get a fucking shot at it yeah then oh, fucking i know it, it never ends you cannot yeah i mean it, it, it's very frustrating because it's all so interconnected it's all so fucked it's this enormous sailor's knot that a bunch of novices are being asked to undo and we don't know how to do it right but our options are limited, and I don't want the Great Barrier Reef to go, and I want David Attenborough in fucking space. Why can't we? But why don't we elect? Like, if we were going to elect a celebrity, why wouldn't you elect David Attenborough? Well, because we didn't put him know, in charge. We, we didn't something. know. We didn't know that you could just elect a fucking B celebrity. We didn't know. I mean, that's why now what's happening is well, you're hearing but, serious people be the, like, but, "Here's why The Rock will yeah. be a good president." You're like, "No." There are people who are smart in, they know this shit. Well, firstly, here's what I will say. We really do need to finish up because it's late at night for you. And I'm shouting. (laughs) Right? But here's what I'm going to say. The Rock. The Rock, right? Uh If it turns out that this whole fucking thing has just been a classic, heel turn by Trump who's had involvements with Vince McMahon right sure you know you know use Linda McMahon as one of his advisors I she's believe she's in the right? cabinet I mean not in the cabinet yeah but he hired her so you get Trump in he runs a classic heel sort of run you know he's the Iron Sheik you know he's the sort of the new villain. villain right and then you run the rock against him in 2020 the people's champion I mean that's who you want right can you smell what America is cooking who is going to bring America back together well obviously other than I'm the voting. most for the rock electrifying force in sports entertainment and now politics i mean essentially like look at the track record of the man trump ran on this idea that he's the guy who like makes things happen but it's all a fucking mirage the rock he's the guy who started as a fucking canadian fucking football league yeah he worked his way up to become the most famous fucking wrestler of all time and then despite the fact that we all fucking mocked him and made fun of him when he decided he wanted to be a movie actor went on to become year after year the most bankable (laughs) box office star in the world dwayne the rock johnson you know what i'll fucking take the rock over trump in a fucking second i'll smell i'll smell what the rock is poland once again (laughs) 
Once again, rock the vote. Rock the vote. I'm imperfect, right? Vote the rock. Rock the vote, vote the rock. <laughs> We've already got the slogan. Well, shit, man. I don't think there's a lot of things standing For Johnson 2020. Yeah, yeah. But here's, here's where I, if and I'm offering this advice free, but if the uh, Johnson 2020 team want to get me involved. Well, I know the in, Nolans are listening. I'm sure the Johnsons are. Well, here's what I would like to say. Like, you know, in the same way as like, because one of the podcasts I love is um, uh, Pod Save America. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'd love to be like the, the John Lovett of the the kind of the rocks team. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like just throwing in more, you kind of, go, you go to sort of funny pop yeah. culture lines, yeah. you know, keeping things up to date, yeah. you know, kind of, yeah, yeah spitballing with Dwayne about like, you know, some good sort of comeback yeah. for the campaign trail. Because here's the thing, right? He looks good. He brings success to the fucking table, right? And here's the other thing is he can speak in a rally. Like, I mean, that man, those those things he used to do for the... I mean, he was a good wrestler, but he wasn't, like, the greatest wrestler of all time. But where he made his reputation was, you know, doing all that speaking. Can yeah. you imagine going to, a, like, a rally by the I mean, rock? You almost had a rock concert. <laughs> I mean... Because, like, all his stuff was, like... I've I've sat up late at night here watching highlights of, like, The Rocks, like... And, Will? Oh. I mean, last show, Hammer Shorts. Now that you're mate. going into... Oh, no, no, no. Rock no. holes? It's, it's so good. But he's the master stroke. You run in with Steve Austin as VP candidate. Because oh that's mean, how you unite America. Who can bring climate science more right? than Stone Cold? Right? Yeah. Climate change is real because Stone Cold says so. <laughs> or he runs so, with David Attenborough. So I'm br- not even a citizen. I shouldn't be allowed to be anywhere near here. <laughs> that would be amazing. Rock Attenborough. <laughs> yes, well, I've only met Dwayne twice. <laughs> Seems smart. I'm just here because he said we could stop. Penguins from fading. Oh, and uh, the rock carries around David Attenborough in like a baby Bjorn. David, down, David, down. Oh, sorry, rock down, rock down. Put me down for a minute. I want to have a look at this frozen yogurt shop. These options are some of the largest on Melrose Avenue. (laughs) That's him at a frozen yogurt place. Sprinkles, uh, Skittles. Uh, also, could I have a squirt of chocolate on top of this? Boy, these selections are some of the largest I've seen in any Pinkberry. Everything. These seats are some of the most leathery seats I felt inside of a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> Suddenly doing endless product placement Everything. as well. Like. These Bean-flavoured Fritos are some of the most eye-popping I've had the pleasure of trying. Oh, man. All right. We should finish up. All right. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have pleasure you here. Pleasure as always. Uh, listen to the dollop. The dollop is touring down under. They are doing... I mean, by the time you hear this, I mean, who knows if there's even tickets on fucking sale anymore because, I mean, it's selling incredibly. It's selling it's a well. lot. It's doing very, very well. Um, they're going to be... Those live shows are always... The incredible best. fun yeah uh, i'm having you on as many as i'm going to be involved in a, in a few i was going to be involved well no anyway let's yeah. like get another time details. Yeah. well a, yes yeah. because we should do that another time yeah, but yeah. another time yeah uh, <laughs> another time uh, um yes you can uh go check out uh anything at the dolloppodcast.com see if there's tickets available we have a book called the united states of absurdity the i have james another podcast did all the james art for Fosdyke as well 
did the best part of the book, uh, which is the art. Um, not to say you don't want to read it. Uh, I have another point uh, podcast called Point versus Point. <laughs> a point cost and, called, and a pod point cost pod. called Pod versus Point. And um, there will be the show I'm working on is called Arrested Development. So that'll come Hang out on. at some point, and people should check Ooh, that out. This is a bad time for you to bring this up, but uh, there's actually a. Uh, I mean, I guess occasionally, and like in Hollywood, this happens. Like uh, I've seen things that have. Sure. But. Go ahead. There's actually a, another show called oh, Arrested Development. No, no, no. This keeps happening. This keeps happening. I'm so, yeah, yeah. This keeps yeah. happening. I'm working on the one that you know about. No. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, that's. No, well, no. I think that was over. So that's. No, no, no. Because and they've also taken, they've taken a lot of I breaks. I know you, so yeah, yeah. you can't be working. No, no. On, I, and will again. I'm getting this a again. lot, so I'm pretty adept at right, sort of sure. explaining to you what's happening. Walk me through it. So Arrested Development, mm -hmm. the show that you know of that the, you think is great, one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Fantastic. Yeah. That show. Yeah. I'm writing on a, a that show. Like a fan fiction side no, or something. No, the show, the actual show. Mm. So, so is think it? about. Well, think about how people wrote the ones you. Have like, you right? met anyone in the show? Yes, I've met all the people in the show uh, except mm. for one person. Feels uh, weird that you met all of them. Which person didn't you meet? I, well, I haven't met Can't Portia Rossi. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. But uh, that you know, but but, mm. but she's from she's you know, she's from Melbourne. And and Mandy on, Rogers, her and real was name on is? Arrested Development. Well, her and was on Arrested Development. Yeah, the original one. But the yeah, original one is yeah. the same one, so I'm doing that one. Wow, so you, you haven't met her though, have you? And she was on the original one. So. No, no, I know she was. Yeah. No, I know she was. No, no, and I'm saying it's the same. And I understand you're going. How do you? I do. I yeah, am. I, that yeah. is what I'm asking. How do yeah. you? How do? You, I don't know. I oh, do. You know how? Do I, you actually know how? How I, mean, I ended I know, up writing I mean, that? I mean, I mean, obviously, there's a process to getting something like this. Yes. Did they? Were they aware of your work from something else, or did you submit for it? Sort of. Uh, it long story sort of short is yeah. that um, I had a meeting with uh, my writing partner Evan Mann, and I had a meeting with uh, Mitch Hurwitz, who's the creator of Arrested Development. That we sort of were in awe, as anyone would be, the fact that you were going to get to meet him. Had a good meeting. Um, wrote on a show called Flaked that starred Will Arnett that Mitch was a producer on. Worked with him a little bit. He is a fan of the Dollop podcast. Uh, combined with the experience that he had with uh, Evan and I on the show Flaked and the Dollop, he, for, for whatever crazy reason, put uh, an offer out there that uh, we obviously accepted. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. And 100 grand. And 100 grand? 100 grand. I gave him 100 grand. Oh, you gave him a... <laughs> yeah, and I don't get... No, I'm not making a hundred grand. It's arrested. I don't make a hundred grand. No, I don't get paid anything. I get a Poor sandwich episode, a week. Right. One sandwich? I get one, uh, one sandwich a week. Now, how do they but deliver it? I like it? to bring a lunch. Do they deliver it to you in like as one sandwich or do is they it rationed out over the... They do this funny thing where they will, at, on a Monday, they will bury it somewhere on the lot. And for the whole week, I got to go look for it. And I find it. Most times I find it. Uh, but that's mainly what my day-to-day -day is. And I haven't seen money. And again, I've given $100,000. And a lot of time. And a lot of time. More than I... Yeah. All right. We yeah. should... <laughs> It's like... <laughs> okay. It's Thank like you, Unnecessary yes, riff to yes, just like, push someone into it <laughs> at the last moment. So one more. Just do one, one more. more. Just one more. ACDC on the road. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Back, yeah come on. Play, play back in black again.
Oh, okay. So on that note, I'll tell you one more thing okay. and then we'll go. Well, I mean, we're at 1.56, so we might as well just do two hours and then yeah. we can go. I went and saw Snoop Dogg very early on when he'd... What's My Name had been his like kind of big... Mm-hmm. That was like the time, right? And he came to Australia and I went to the concert. And at the start, he played um, uh, What's My Name, Snoop Doggy Dog. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, in the encore, he played What's My Name, Snoop Doggy Dog. <laughs> And I fucking loved it. I went. Did saw he have a, Alzheimer's? I went and saw a guy called Scribe uh, uh-huh. at, at, at the big day out, and he had this song called "Not Many." Uh, not many. It was called, but it was like "Not Many." If any, it was like a New Zealand rapper. Sure. And uh, it was a huge fucking hit, and I loved that song. And he like, <laughs> I went to see him, and he was like, I know, that, like, because it was at the big day out, and I, it, it, most people only knew that song, and he just went. He goes, oh, look, you're only just here to hear this one song. I'll just play that for you now. And then if you want to leave, you can leave. And I was what a like, gentleman. I was like, I don't mind a bit of that fan service. And I've been to heaps of gigs where you love one. Like, if you go to see an artist who has like 30 great songs, yeah. you want to hear a variety of their work, right? But if you go and see a band that has like, you know, like four really good songs. Right. And then like, so for example, if I went and saw... Like, not that I ever would, but it's say, for example, I've been offered tickets to go and see The Killers. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy for them to play a couple of hits twice. And then you'd be like, this the, rather, sounds like the same song. Rather than playing something off the new album, right. how about you play Mr. Brightside right, again? Right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how about you give us an acoustic, uh, I had a girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, part of the reason, I mean, I feel like part of the reason is that they're like, go pee. Right. Go pee now. Yeah, but people can just go pee at their leisure. You don't have to... I mean, actually, you know what? I will say this. I, w- I once saw Bon Jovi in concert. Um, I was working at a radio station and they had like they were right. they had Bon Jovi tickets. And they were like, do you want to go and see Bon Jovi? And I was like, yeah, actually, I think I do. Despite the fact that I've never owned a Bon Jovi album or like... Would, you know, you loved it. I'm guessing you loved it. Yeah, I kind of did. Like, loved it in a way that I would never do it again. Right. But like... <laughs> <laughs> that kind of love. Well, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, no, no, I'm really glad I did it. And at, at the time, I, I, I really did enjoy it. And I, but a lot of the enjoyment I was getting was out of other people's reaction to it, you right. know, and like, yeah, just the kind of pantomime of it. And the right. fact that like, I honestly have never, and I've been to heaps Denim of concerts. Pantomime. But the amount of, their fans love them. Yes. Like from the minute they came out on stage, like right. 60,000 people stood up and didn't sit down and just danced and enjoyed themselves. Well. But there's clearly a bit that they've built in their show where Richie sings a song where it's designed for people to go to the toilet. Uh, okay, Richie's going to play one. Yeah. So anybody who's got to piss or buy anything, go now. Thanks, John Bun. <laughs> <sighs> I just learned to play... Um, uh, uh, the harp a uh, month and a half ago. So this is going to be Stumbly. And it's a 20-minute song. <clears throat> I forgot. Uh, <laughs> All right. We're, All gone. Right. we're done. 